Content warning. This podcast is not for babies. Delta Green is a rowdy, rude, and scary horror game for grown-ups. And lots of bad things are going to happen. I mean like a lot, a lot. I mean like I feel like if I tried to list out all of the individual trigger warnings, we would be here all goddamn day. So I'm just going to put a dead dove do not eat on this bad boy. You have been warned. Long, long ago, in the deeps of time, in the distant past of 2007, in the distant land of Mississippi, these degenerate juvenile delinquents were in the same Boy Scout troop for a little while. But when the world needed them most, they went their separate ways. A couple of them are fucking tryhards who went to college and now they're engineers or whatever. One of them went to Canada. One of them is a girl now. Hashtag good for her. When the world needed them again, this illustrious brotherhood and or hashtag sisterhood reunited to do the only thing they could. Get crossfaded and play tabletop games. Prepare your cocks, ladies, because tonight, the Freeloaders present. I ate a hell with all the rest, give me a bottle of the best, that amber beetle down with speed, it's not that taste, your waste, your screed, and a whiskey still I'll kill, I drink my fill, and if I spill a jill, you know I will, I'll lick it off the floor. I'm not so teacher's grants or hay, give me but more a for rig. When Farkless in and glass, well, you could throw the top away, for there's no need to pretend that you'll need the cork again. You've broken out a bottle of the best. Shit, I don't know how to start a podcast. I ain't never did that before. Well, you'll do the uh, the intro and post edit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We'll put it in post. <laughs> I'm like, no, welcome to the fucking greatest podcast ever made that's ever going to be made in the history of podcasts. And we're going to go straight to the top and blow them all out of the water. Never see it coming. Yeah. To the moon. <laughs> and y'all ain't never going to see me again once I get that blue apron money. Fuck, I was gonna write one of these beforehand, but then I, like, didn't. I hate it when that happens. Well, yeah, I know, right? I do it all the goddamn time. When you're sitting here like, damn, I should prep, but nah. Yeah. But anyways, welcome to this podcast that we're doing. And tonight we're gonna be playing the uh, role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dream Publishing. Mr. Publishing sent it to me directly. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very good friend of the family. Fucking, uh... I guess we should introduce. I guess we should introduce ourselves and our agents. Probably. Y'all fucking, y'all fucking know me. I'm a award-winning speculative fiction author, Natalie H. Ironside, as heard on the Tales to Terrify podcast, and I'll be the dungeon mom this evening. Yeah, that's a hard one to follow. If I'm being honest, I'm Chris. I will be playing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> as I immediately follow, I'm Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! I told you it was hard to follow. It's the pressure. Um, I'm playing Billy Montgomery, Air Force investigator, counterinsurgency unit, uh, Agent Lincoln. Uh, I'm Travis Blanche, and I'm gonna be playing Harris Fletcher, Agent Green, under the program. I am Malin, last name redacted. I am playing William Billy Lewis Bones the Third. I'm a retired federal officer. 
federal marshal to be specific, who retired after the Oklahoma City bombing because he got his morale broken. Uh, and I guess that leaves me. I'm Alice Corn. Uh, and I will be playing. Uh, uh, I will be playing Caliban, named the Wizard, or uh, otherwise known as Codename Caliban. We're breaking down borders here. <laughs> yeah, his name is just so weird that they made it his code name. Assuming one would think it was real. Yeah, nobody's ever gonna fucking guess that shit. So we don't yeah. know how to do this fucking man. <laughs> and he's ever like, you need to get, come up with an agent name because you can't tell people your real name. And he's like, I don't like labels. <laughs> <laughs> you U.S. Marshal, you get them fancy sidearms, the um, the reimagined 1911s. Oh, oh yeah. That's cool. My heavy weapons is my heavy weapons a fifty. My firearms is a seventy. Um, I've got actually my unarmed combat's like a ninety. Cool. Meanwhile, I'm we'll still figure it out as we go. Absolutely every combat skill at baseline. Hell yeah. Man, I need to listen to more like smart. No one needs smart podcasts. I like my podcast well, just like me. I'm down here yeah. better. No, no, we're just out here fucking. If these podcasts we may be stupider. I don't know. Build them snap away by intelligence. <laughs> I said there's too many there's too many good podcasts for smart people. We need a bad podcast for dumb dumbs. Exactly. So I right. made one. And I think we're a perfect what for you Welcome to our Yeah, welcome to our shit podcast for morons. No, it's going to be the greatest uh, tabletop RPG play podcast ever. People yeah, are going to forget all about those other ones. Yeah, I can't even name. Oh, it. it's gonna be a great pilot even... episode too, because I'm like kind of nervous about it. So I'm like really gonna get drunk, like really unprofessional drunk. Dude, I'm critical something right or whatever now. zone. There's no such thing as unprofessional over here, Chris. When have I ever done anything professional? Man, fuck professionalism is a trick, it's a joke. Yeah, Says the published author. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unprofessionalism is a virtue. Yeah. That's why I said I don't. Blip. I'm not fucking worried about audio quality because I'm just sick of that audio quality bullshit. Well, it's definitely like a goddamn movie. Like, that, like you said, chop and screw that shit. Yeah. Damn, man. son, where'd you find this? Malin, are you playing Delta Green with D6s? Or D6s? You got them right. I just multiply it by what that works. Okay, fair make enough. Fuck a D6. We're gonna give Malin twenty-five D sixes, and that's how he rolls his D one hundreds. Actually, I don't know what color. Yeah, so we're playing our story fucking huh? Dungeon mother. So where's our story going to take us, Dungeon Mom? Well, uh, we're here playing fucking Delta Green, which, as everyone should know, is a scary, spooky horror game where player characters get killed a lot. Not me. So I have some plans and schemes in place for how I'm going to throw y'all a couple of soft pitches that'll hopefully hopefully keep y'all alive long enough for your deaths to be maximally painful. Okay, I'll take that. I can take that. And the first thing I'm going to do is... Just lean into the idea of everyone having a new character every month or so. (laughs) Oh, oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Not me, I'm never done. I I will live forever. You yeah. ain't Gorkosa yet, boy. Not yet. But I no, he'll never there. die. He's built different. He plays to get there. Different. One shotgun slug in the chest at a time. <laughs> at least I dared him to do it. I mean, you did, and he did, in fact, do it. Yeah. He said, shoot me. I ain't. <laughs> he said, shoot me. You ain't bad enough. I ain't them. He, it turned out he was, in fact, bad enough. He was, in fact, yeah. a bad enough, dude. He did have the balls. Yeah, he did. Yeah. 
And so the first soft pitch I'm going to do is I'm going to correct something that has always annoyed me so fucking much about this game. Okay. Everybody, regardless of what kind of guy your character is, take plus 10 to first aid and plus 5 to medicine. Okay. I mean, And write write down in your uh, fucking character sheets that you have a first aid kit. You said plus 10 to both, right? No, plus... Plus 10 first aid, plus 5 medicine. 5, okay, so that brings me to a grand total of 5 in medicine. You say that like it's annoying, but you could just go buy these things from stores. It's not my fault y'all don't go do this. You know you know what? <laughs> what? Bones has had a permanent first aid kit the entire time. <laughs> it's not my fault you don't fucking use it. I've been rolling hmm. first aid every single fucking time, sir. No, I meant the head exploding. Yeah, I can't, I, can't, I can't first aid. So we're getting a plus, is it a plus 10 to medicine or a plus 20? <laughs> It's plus 10 first aid, plus 5 medicine. Because I know that, like, Delta Green, the uh, the Delta Green program doesn't exactly have, like, a basic training. But I feel like but I feel like they wouldn't send y'all out there without a Stop the Bleed class or something. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think canonically speaking, the way that they justified that is, like, well, 90% of our, uh, our quote-unquote agents are all, like, soldiers or federal agents. Well, just, like, I mean, like, it's pretty yeah, sure disposable. It's yeah. really, like, canonically speaking, 10% is, like, stuff you pick up over time. 20% means you've taken a class. 40 means you've done, like, Chuko at least. Yeah, you've done junior college degrees on this shit. 60 is, like, a full college degree. And 80 is you've dedicated your entire life to this school. Yeah. So... Plus, yeah, plus Melon does bring up an interesting point. Like, they're all just, like, honestly, if they die, it's probably for the better. I <laughs> it's not another mission they have to worry about later. Yeah, I was about to say, it solves Delta Green's problems. It's two birds. It's a self Two birds, problem. one stone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to deal with you after this. <laughs> really yeah. completed the mission and they died? Fucking awesome. No paperwork for me. Not my fault. Yeah. And also, I just want to state up top. That since Delta Green is one of those fucking games that has like expansive lore to it, I just want to remind everybody that this is not Art Dream Publishing's Delta Green. This is our Delta Green. That those motherfuckers just lovingly sculpted this beautiful ball that they then handed to me, and it's our job to put on the put it on the table and put a little English on it. And I bring that up only to say that if I get some fucking arcane infinitesimal detail about the Majestic War or the date of Operation Fucknut wrong, no, I didn't. Exactly. <laughs> no one has time to read all that shit. I've been a handler for two years, and I don't fucking know all of it. No, I mean, no, I mean, ain't nobody got time to read the whole fucking handler's guide and, and get that shit wrote. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ten million I do. Add infinitum. Fuck them. Exactly. And- it's more fun when you don't know the lore. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, your your agents aren't going to know the lore. Exactly. Wait, what do we say, Travis? Fuck it, we ball. Exactly. Fuck, Fuck it, we ball. Fuck it, we ball. Yeah. Okay, we ball. And now that y'all have introduced your agents by name, why don't y'all tell me a little bit about them? Uh, so, Caliban, the wizard Caliban, is uh, he's an internet wizard. Uh, caretaker or innkeeper type of personality or not personality but type of role in the social ecosystem he knows damn near everything about uh, you know magical traditions and whatnot uh, he's big on history and anthropology and 
all sorts of stuff, but especially the occult. Like, he knows what people do that they think is magic. Uh, he, his day job is just a, he's a very, very good bartender who is very good in spite of being a weirdo. Like, he's, he's the asshole who looks at you funny if you order a beer, but can make, like, 3,000 fancy drinks from memory. He's that guy. Oh. That sounds like the perfect person to be on this campaign. <laughs> right? Uh, but the probably the most significant thing about him is that he gets angry very, very easily, far out of disproportion, and when he does so, uh, he threatens to blow people up because... He's a wizard and can cast fireball. And he says this with such confidence that people tend to back off because, you know, he probably can't cast fireball at them, but he seems pretty sure that he can, and they don't want to test it. I love him. That works for me. All right, who's next? Let's hear about Billy Montgomery. Billy Montgomery. Billy Montgomery is uh, an Air Force officer uh, attached to a counterinsurgency unit currently operating in the sort of Western Europe stage of operations, the, uh, Belgium, France, low countries area. JCTTC. And he was, Billy's here because he received a special reassignment back to the U.S., so he's a little bit confused about that, but here he is anyways. Um, he's smart. He knows how to use a gun, and that's pretty much about it. He doesn't have much of a life outside of that. He's only got... Uh, he's got his mother, his father, and his sister. It's the only people who really, really mean much to him. And that's... I don't, I don't really don't know how, much, how to do a character introduction on a podcast. This is a new one for me. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I will say that I forgot a piece of information. Oh. Uh, yeah, I forgot to say that uh, Caliban has been with Delta Green for a while, but is not uh, doesn't have a lot of experience as a field agent uh, because while he's really useful at what he's good for, like activating him because he sucks. Just like as a person. Nice. I love it. Oh, and he's 57. All right. What about Agent Fletcher? What's his story? All right. So Agent Fletcher is an FBI agent who used to be a field agent, but then he switched to being a case officer after his daughter's unfortunate death. Uh, he works out of New Orleans, where Agent Fletcher is the guy they bring in to deal with any of, I guess, the malcontent locals, because he's the one that's fluent in French and Creole and all that. But he tries to stay closer to home because he's trying to be a family man and stay with his wife more often now. Make the world a better place for her and just come home at the end of the day and see her. Hey, Natalie, I want you to strong-arm Travis and actually voicing this Cajun character. He's not, like, Cajun himself. He's he speaks just, Creole. He speaks Creole, but he's not, like, hella Cajun. He can't speak Creole with the fucking accent. 
<laughs> you literally have to be able to speak. No, you gotta do it. I want you to sound like sound like. Oh yeah, Gam. He got sound like Gambit from the '80s X-Men show. Is character voices a thing we're gonna be doing? Well, I have to get really drunk to bring out my countryness. So, <laughs> well, I mean, just because you just because you learn a language doesn't mean you're stuck with that accent every time you talk. Yeah. God damn it. Back me up. I want to speak. Here's the other thing. Uh, if uh, if Caliban no. doesn't have to, if I don't have to speak Enochian for Caliban to know Enochian, uh, Travis doesn't have to speak Creole. Yeah. No, I want you to speak French and I want you to speak Haitian Creole and Louisiana Creole and I want them to, and I want to be able to tell them apart. Oh, God. Okay, let me boot up Duolingo again. <laughs> we will not be translating for the audience. Nobody actually fucking speaks Anaki, and they just pretend to. All right, now what kind of fucking maniac did Malin come up with this time? William Lewis Bones, aka Billy Bones, a retired federal agent. He worked in the United States in the Midwest all through the eighties and nineties. He is sixty-five years old, and he retired after the Oklahoma City bombing, where he got demoralized and no longer believed in what he was doing because he quote unquote failed those he worked with. He's been living somewhere in the boonies for the last oh when did that happen? Now that ninety-six, ninety-seven. When did the OKC bombing? That's sometime in the nineties. Anyway, he's been retired for quite some time. He's put on a few pounds, but he's still athletic as hell. He has no wife and no children. His only friends are his one sibling his best man, Dave, the bartender, and the mailman, Steve, who he sees regularly and tries to make conversation with painfully. He sits at home a lot, drinks alone, and has a shotgun behind his door. Trusts no one, but befriends everyone. God damn, that's a fucking character intro. Holy yes. shit. That's yeah. a dude. Permission to re-record that at some point and paste it and cut it in. All you have to know about Billy Bones is Billy Bones is freakishly in shape for 65. He reminds you of a certain unnamed agent from the show Mindhunter. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Mm. And, um, yeah, he's doing good. He's kind of lonely, but he has a real dignified sense of destiny at this point where he feels like he's better off where he is than being back in action. So how fucking dare you put in that much work and make the rest of us look bad? If you want me to be honest with you, I made that character about 10 minutes before we started. Excellent. I feel significantly more inadequate now. I have no applicable or usable or, or purchasable skills other than I have charisma out my ass. That's it. Yeah. That's my only that's my only marketable skill that I'm charismatic. That's it. Also, he's lying. He did not, in fact, make it 10 minutes ago. We were talking about this the whole fucking day in the car. But I had an idea that he was uh, old, but I made him up right then. The intro Tom doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, no, William, uh, Mr. Billy Bones here lives somewhere between New Orleans and Natchez, Mississippi. Who knows where? We don't know. I live in New Orleans. In a two-bedroom shotgun house with a small office, a PC, which he hacks into the .net, he calls up there daily to get the news. Hold on, I need, the, I need a second to process the thing you just said. To deal with okay. that. <laughs> All right. He said he was good at it. He still uses AOL and Windows Internet Explorer. Does he use Hotmail? They, he did until they cut it out. Well, no. <laughs> he does not no, still use Internet Explorer. That shit don't work no more. <laughs> yeah, they fucking uh, deprecated that shit. Yeah. He's sitting there trying to hack into the .NET, wondering why his uh, fucking Netscape Navigator doesn't work. But I talk. I talk. I talk to Steve, the mailman, about it regularly. He looks at me, delivering delivering all my infographic and weird little 
catalog for car parts and various odds and ends. And he looks at me. I hate to keep him trapped there five minutes every goddamn day. You can see the look on his eyes. And he just hates. <laughs> and some nights, old Billy here, he stares at the Mossberg in his bedroom or the 870 in the living room or the Remington above the door or the pistol in the glove box. <laughs> and he thinks, man, maybe it's today. But not today, old friend. That's dark. Not today. Billy's in a sad place. I was so ready for you to just keep listing guns for the next 10 minutes. The best way to describe Billy is somewhere between a true dyed-in-the-wool boomer federal agent and Bert from Trevor's. (laughs) Holy shit. He's going to fit right the fuck in. Oh, he's he's ready to rock and roll, as they say. All right, are we ready to play the scary alien game and get got by the get got by the bad aliens? Oh, kill me, Dungeon Mommy, please. Yes, please, Mommy. Yep. Let me up, Mommy. Well, after hearing all that about Billy Bones, I feel the need to throw in an extra little flavor tidbit about Caliban. Uh, his diet consists primarily of Doritos and the pineapple juice. Mm, ladies love them. Oh God! He his, is not very healthy. His, his blood pH must be a fucking nightmare. A bit. He goes. All right. Are we ready to get grabbed by the ghoulies? Oh yeah, we yes. are. I always am. Yep. We kill Dracula. Oh, All right. Was born ready. <sighs> so the town of Perdition, Mississippi, doesn't show up on any maps. It's a stop sign at an intersection on Highway 14 west of Rolling Fork. A stop for gas on the way to Memphis. People don't live in perdition. They get stuck there. And the people born there are in a constant process of trying to get the fuck out. The population of perdition consists mostly of farm workers and industrial workers, most of them unemployed these days. People struggle and survive amidst a sea of cheap booze, failed marriages, and meth. Perhaps the only resident of Perdition who still believes in it is Jack Matheson, lifelong law enforcement officer and three-term sheriff of Perdition County. Sheriff Matheson is a beloved figure in town, even amongst those who were frequent guests at his station, but the life he's chosen hasn't been easy on him. His daughter, Kelly, stopped speaking to him in 2020, Convinced that her father was no hero, but just another company gun thug. Every day on the job, he's becoming more and more convinced that she was right. These days, Jack drinks a lot of wild turkey, smokes a lot of stolen weed and camel cigarettes, and tries to keep putting one foot in front of the other. He doesn't sleep well these days, and he can't remember the last time he really helped anyone or made his town a better place. On the 10th of October in the far distant year of 2022, Jack Matheson received a call that a dismembered corpse had been found in the fields outside of town, likely the remains of one of the six people who'd gone missing in the area since July. As he drove out to the scene, he felt a a sense of exhilaration, even excitement, that hadn't been a part of his life for a very long time. The ecstasy of finally doing what he was supposed to do. When he arrived and bore witness to the unspeakable thing that his deputies had found, Jack had been around the block enough times to recognize one thing. He was looking at something he was not supposed to see. He passed the tip along to an old friend, a retired FBI special investigator specializing in anthropology. 
This contact knew right away what he was looking at and passed the tip up the line up the line of one of America's many black site projects. Agents of the Delta Green program come from all walks of life. Most are military or federal law enforcement, for obvious reasons, but they're by no means the only ones. The program's talent pool may be small, but its skill set is diverse and punches above its weight. They go about their lives as normal, unremarkable members of society until they receive the next call. There is a silent war being waged just beyond the reality we know an incomprehensible darkness that threatens to devour the world. Your agents are united by one thing. At some point in the past, you caught a glimpse of this darkness. You know firsthand how dangerous it is, and though, if you're lucky, you'll never truly understand it, you do understand the stakes. In the United States, military intelligence and law enforcement have spawned countless alphabet soup agencies to fight this silent war with limited to mixed success. The most enduring and effective of these programs is also perhaps the most infamous, Delta Green. You may go months or years between missions, but as you go about your mundane business, the thought is always there in the back of your mind. The next phone call, or email, or letter could come at any time, to cordially invite you to another night at the opera. Now, each and every one of you going about your lives, at some point, will receive a text message tipping you off to another to another mission telling you to meet with a new case officer in the great state of Mississippi. And I'd like to uh, fucking know what each of you are doing as you get this message on your phones. So the the text message just report to X location at X time Mississippi, yeah. Yep. Did I receive two in my home? On oh, my 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 jitterbug cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> No, you got an email at your AOL account on your .NET. Oh, hell, let me get my readers out. <laughs> Billy's going to take a peek at what the box is telling him. Yeah, Billy Montgomery just says, well, fuck, at least I got family in the state. I can stack an overnight at if I need to. Oh, hell, I'm only a half hour from there. I can drive across the border. Uh, Fletcher looks at his phone. He gives like a heavy sigh. He's just uh, back at it again. I'm excited. Billy Bones is excited because he hasn't done anything in probably two decades. He has been languishing in a small town somewhere in south southeastern Louisiana, ready to rock and roll. He starts throwing 870s and loose Beretta, loose Beretta magazines in the back of his uh, 85 Land Cruiser and just hops in it and loads it up and let's go. Bones is a prepper, huh? Oh, hell yeah. Fletcher, like, Billy Bones is ready to rock and roll. Fletcher goes home. He talks to his wife and says, yeah, I've got to go out on another assignment. I'll be back in a few days. Probably won't take too much time. And he goes into his closet, and there's, like, a little hideaway cubby that goes into the ceiling. And he, like, pops the um, thing off, and he grabs a backpack out of it, slings it on his shoulder, and he goes out and gets in his car. Uh, Caliban misses text because it comes while he's working. And even when the boss is your best friend, you can't be texting behind the bar. So, uh, round about three in the morning, uh, he finally checks his phone and sees the message and kind of rolls his eyes to himself like, why are they sending me to fucking Mississippi? And uh, gets in his, his like early 90s, uh, just beat up Honda whatever, uh, and uh, just gets on the highway. Uh, heading all the way from 
fucking LA. Why are they sending me to Mississippi? I'm so far. And like once he's on the highway, that's when he texts his boss that he needs the next couple weeks off. Oh, I also would have added that Fletcher drives a 70s light blue VW Beetle. Oh, shit. Are we going to the description about what our characters drive? Oh, yeah. Ooh. I guess so. Dark gray <laughs> Nissan hard body. They drive like hell. They're right. They're yeah. like scalded little dog. That's Travis. <laughs> yeah, they are. Oh, boot, boot scoot and boogie. I did boot scoot and boogie. Yeah. Spurs and red, he says. Yep. So, so yeah, yeah. I, I like to say that um, like Montgomery's got he's got family, like extended family in Mississippi, around the uh, the central west central area. So he can stay there if he needs to be, if need be, and and that's what he's gonna do. He's gonna go there a little early and see some family and hang out until uh, until the time of reckoning. I would definitely say that Billy Bones, since being so close. He's definitely there within like two or three hours. I'm I'm skipping across Natchez, hopping across the bridge, and I I'm in perdition in no time. No, I'm gonna say that uh that you all wind up getting there around the same time because it takes you a little while to find this place. Oh shit! Because Very the uh, like you are not going to perdition directly, but going to meet with your case officer, and the uh, and the address you received takes you to. Points you to somewhere way out in the middle of the fucking woods in Warren County, off of a, off of a old Port Gibson Road. Oh shit! Yeah. Way out there. Okay. Oh yeah, way out there. Should have put us on Possum Holler. Hell. <laughs> and you fucking turn and uh, like as you're driving up to this address, you turn <laughs> off of the paved road and onto a dirt road leading leading way deep into the woods. And uh, you pass by a series of signs that say, uh, you know, no hunting, no fishing, no trespassing. No nothing. And there yeah. is a pe- there is a, a piece of plywood nailed up to a tree, and someone has written on it, no nothing. And uh, as you drive down this fucking road, at, at uh, regular intervals of about 200 yards, you pass by what look like deer stands with uh, radio aerials on top of them. And uh, do any of y'all have have points in military science? Not, not a one. It would make sense that I would, but absolutely I do not. I took any weapon and said military intelligence. I was a strong hand. That's what I think I do. Okay, well... Uh, also, Natalie, for our listeners out there who have no idea what a deer stand is, you might want to explain it to them. Sure, there are more than one who have no idea. See, you're implying with that statement that we've got listeners. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. No, see, that's fair. see, it's it's exactly I mean, what it sounds like. Uh, a deer stand is this frame that you put a deer up on to display it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm not gonna fucking explain what a deer stand is. If the city ass listeners don't know that, they can look it up. Exactly. Yeah, Ooh, that that what do I look like? A walking encyclopedia? Damn. But yeah, anyone who wants to can roll a history at a minus twenty. No, you gotta do it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. history is a ten, so that puts me in a negative that's ten. A, so yeah, that's a ten. I will roll that. I will happily roll that. That's a fifty-eight on a sixty. Okay. Yeah, you recognize you recognize this as a what as being very similar to what a infantry trail listening posts looked like in Vietnam. Oh shit! Interesting. Wow. Well, I mean, we share that. We don't know that. I do not share that with the group. 
and after uh, fucking driving down this uh this dirt driveway into the woods for a little while, you come out into a clearing, and the clearing's got like a chicken coop and a barn in it, and in, and uh there is a flagpole that on that uh is flying a gigantic U.S. Marine Corps flag, and below that, an American flag that's upside down. Oh, I was wondering. Right. These things really bones on edge. Super. <laughs> I'm gripping the pistol grip of my shotgun. Hello. I feel like Fletcher's kind of used to this, dealing with all the uh, the more what they call them, the locals, I guess, around New Orleans and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. And in the center of this clearing is this uh, fucking fascinating structure that appears to that a. Uh, Appears to be made of four double wide trailers arranged into a square. Right. And it's got a fucking front porch facing the road. And Billy, uh, you Billy, but this is this is uncomfortable yes. for Billy. <laughs> and you see a you see a a pickup truck parked in front of the place with a bunch of like veteran shit bumper stickers all over it, and parked next to it is another car. And uh, as y'all drive up and pull up next to it. You see that sitting on the front porch and sharing some drinks are two very beautiful women, one very beautiful man, and an old man with a very long beard who appears to be about 70, wearing a silk bathrobe. What are they drinking? They are drinking Jameson Irish whiskey. Okay. Handler, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much would this freak me the fuck out? Oh, well, that depends on who, on who uh, Billy Bones is as a person. Billy Bones is not expecting to roll in the bumfuck Mississippi and see beautiful people in the middle of the, of the fucking sticks with a Vietnam veteran, more than likely, drinking mid-grade whiskey on a porch in a silken robe, no less. You haven't been to Mississippi much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pull into this clearing of my bug and, like, pull it so they can't exactly see what I'm doing in the cabin. I'm going to make sure I take out my service pistol and, like, cock it so there's a bullet in the chamber. I'm going to put it back just in case. Like, I know this is where I'm supposed to be, but at the same time, I'm not exactly trusting this. I actually don't take a gun out. I just have a grenade in my pocket. And that's it. <laughs> I'm not taking a gun out, but I've got, like, my suit jacket open so, like, you can see I have a gun in my yeah. FBI badge. Billy Montgomery didn't give a fuck. He's used to these kinds of people. He just yeah. walks up to the cabin and says, how y'all doing today? I'm yeah, 100% it's... wife beater in Hawaiian with some shorts and flip flops. That oh, grenade right in my pocket. The grenade uh, in my pocket is highly visible. It well, makes sense. Cal- I'll let you Cal- have a grenade. It is wearing sense. like a white t-shirt. Uh, uh, sorry, not a uh, not a white t-shirt. He uh, like a white button, but white button-up shirt. Sure. Uh, black and this full-length leather uh, trench coat, and he walks up and just. Uh, he just walks up and openly scoffs at them for drinking straight whiskey. Okay, well, as as all we all show up and start piling out, the old guy with the big beard stands up and he turns to his companions and he goes, Well, looks like the guests have arrived. I'm going to need y'all to ski-daddle. And the, the two beautiful men and one beautiful woman reluctantly get up and go to their car. And this I old dude... I love how one of these dudes uh, transitioned since we got here. <laughs> no, there was all there was all two beautiful women and one beautiful man. This is actually fucking Good for really He loves it. So should we take this point to describe what we actually look like? Or yeah, what we... do you fuckers look like? Okay, 
I go ahead and pile on out of my VW bug and I stand up. Fletcher's kind of a tall guy. He's like 5'10". He's got that sandy blonde hair, like three or four days of stubble growing on his beard. And he's got a navy suit with brown cowboy boots and a white shirt on underneath it. And he's got his FBI badge clipped on his belt. And he's got his service night Glock 19M on the side. Billy Bones hates you. You reek a pig, he hates you. <laughs> oh, God, he hates you. You're fucking U.S. Marshal. <laughs> Retired. Billy Montgomery, okay, think like um, like incognito Steve Rogers from fucking Captain America. He's got like the baseball cap on, like the sunglasses, the, the, the solid color t-shirt, solid boots and solid jeans. Just everything's just incognito sort of looking. And he's just got his, uh, yeah, I mean, similar, he's got a service revolver t- tucked into his pants because that's just who he fucking is. But beyond that, you don't really think much of him if you saw him on the street. If it's relevant, I don't know if it's relevant or not, but he arrives in a fucking, uh, what did I just say? Nissan Hard Body. Nissan Hard Body, thank you. All right, so I, um, I stopped short in my description of what Caliban looks like. Um, so he's got the, the white shirt, navy slacks, big leather trench coat, uh, fancy, not fancy, but nice leather shoes, uh, polished up in Lincoln stain. So it's got that blue sheen to it. Um, he's, uh, he's got like a, like a McCready beard from the thing, uh, with long hair down back to his shoulder blades. Uh, the hair and beard all obviously used to be a, uh, a deep rich red. Uh, but now they're like, like two thirds of it is gray now. Uh, solid six foot, and despite that, he's wearing this massive pointy wizard's hat. It flops over a little bit at the top, and it's got a uh, a ribbon around the base, and that ribbon has a little skull tied to it. Interesting. I fucking love that. Yes. Wow. Oh, he is very much a weirdo. Right, we all weirdos here. Old William Billy Lewis Bones the third, might I add. He hops out of the landy, his red piece of shit with the four two diesel, cranks to a stop and stalls out hard. <laughs> he hops out in Birkenstocks, short linen shorts, a wife beater with a Hawaiian shirt over the top, and a very dilapidated and crooked cowboy hat on top of that, with his blacked out Ray Bands. You can obviously tell he's got a grenade in his pocket, and he is not happy to see you. He scans everyone around him and says, God damn, why the fuck am I here? He 100% is made uncomfortable the fact that he's in Mississippi. He lives close, but he hasn't been here or spent much time here, and this situation has stressed him the fuck out, especially the ones who look the most like feds. Though he is a retired fed, they are putting him on edge, because he has not called any peace emotionally or mentally since he retired. Malin, why do you sound like you're reading from a D&D module? Because my brain is a D&D module, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, so as a, as this gentleman's guests shuffle reluctantly over to their car, the uh, old dude with the big beard, he uh, waves to y'all, and he, and he goes, uh, all right, it's good to see y'all. I'm so come on inside, and I'll give you the, I'll give you the talk. G-chit? What? <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Excuse Caliban me. just stares at him. He's already he's already walking inside. 
I'm gonna fall. I'll put out my cigarette on one of the um, like porch posts and fall them inside. Actually, Will, William sees you smoking, and he hadn't smoked in years, but he's on the edge. He says, "Hey, uh, Fed man, you got another burner there?" I'll tell you what, Fed. I can take a cigarette out, hold it out to him. No, I think it's okay. So, Natalie, it might be important to establish. Have I, have I worked? Have we all worked together before, or is this our first time being partnered up? Uh, this is y'all's first time being partnered up. Okay, I'm actually going to spark up my doink here and let all the boys go in while I hang about at the at the entrance and smoke with the door like painfully open and my arm out of the door. Yeah, Ellen um, yeah. Montgomery runs like a clean machine, so he's just gonna walk or take a quick scan and just walk on inside. I'm also with every drag, I'm gonna cough a little bit. It's been yeah. a while. I'm gonna look at you. Yeah. Smoking, I'm gonna say, don't get too excited with that bulge in your pocket, old man. <laughs> No worry, young. You'll be excited to see it too, I promise. Mm-hmm. I highly doubt that. All right, so the interior of this dude's of this dude's house is utterly fascinating. Because uh, what you saw from outside was correct, and it is, in fact, four double-wide trailers arranged into a square like a little castle. He's a king. He's a king among men. And the inside, it, the inside just reeks of stale cigarette smoke, and there are empty whiskey bottles everywhere, and there, and there's also a different kind of gun hung up on every wall. Oh, shit. I feel immediately at home, and the moment I smell cigarettes, I walk in with a cigarette, and I'm like ogling everything on the wall and ignoring the fact that this is a cigarette situation. And Do I notice any elephant guns? The old break action kind. Oh no! These are all modern firearms that uh, look. Li- they look like they're combat ready and could be taken, and could just be taken off the wall and used at any time. And actually, why don't you give me a firearms roll? Hell yeah! I got a seventy in firearms. First roll of the game. Make it a good one. Yeah, make it a good the whole tone for the rest of the. That's not oh, the first on. roll of the game. I rolled history. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the fact that I didn't game. tell y'all what I learned is irrelevant. <laughs> You hey, Dunny, you cut, cut whatever I said. <laughs> All right, Handler. I'm fixing to roll with my new black dice. I have not used them in a game. That, that's a 63 on... No, is that a 90 or 60? That's a 60. I rolled a 93 on 70. I'm you see, with a 9, the little loopy parts at the bottom. <laughs> I would fuck you up. <laughs> you can try. The zero goes on the right side. I don't know, man. It might be on level turn with our bad knees. Uh, oh, the 90 through 70 handler. I don't know, Jake, uh, dick all. Yeah, these are some cool looking guns. Hell yeah, I love cool guns. And there's uh, also was that, a roll for, was that a call for everyone to roll or? Oh yeah, anyone who want anyone who wants to. I, mean, I don't I feel like, like I'm walking around looking at all the guns. I don't have a dog shit firearm. Yeah, seventy. Ooh, it's a forty-one on. I'm sure what's. More than 41. Oh, shit, that's a 30. 41 on a 70, so I pass. Yep, I got a 30 on a 70. I noticed that there are a lot of guns. Okay, so all, all y'all who rolled under your skill, every, sing, every single gun on display is locked and loaded. Holy shit. Yeah, my man's ready to go. Yeah. And uh, as you're following this man through his home, there's uh, one wall that's just covered in a uh, Marine Corps moto shit. Mm-hmm. 
and there's like a a shadow box with a dress uniform in it with a fucking uh, entire fruit salad of awards and ribbons. Huh. And uh, looking at the guns, and I'll turn to him and say, "So, what's the job?" He goes, "We'll get there. Just come on. I'm taking y'all to the study." Oh, and uh, right. And on this uh, wall of mo- on this wall of veteran moto shit. There are also there are also three framed photographs, which uh, anyone who wants to can roll history to see if they recognize these three people. I don't think I have. I think I have less than nothing on history, so I'm just going to leave that for the pros. I got ten percent. That's, that's a five on an eighty. I got a ninety-three okay. on ten. <laughs> All right. Well, with that five on an eighty, you recognize that the uh, people in these framed photographs are uh, Chesty Puller, the most decorated officer in Marine Corps history, uh-huh. Smedley Butler, veteran of the ban- Banana Wars and author of War Is a Racket, and the third one is Ho Chi Minh. Oh shit! <laughs> My man went to Vietnam and came back changed. Ah. <laughs> uh. Maybe Caliban's eyes go wide and he doesn't say shit. Uh, uh, Handler, ha- have I noticed any like wards or sigils at any point since we got here? No, there is a nothing unnatural happening here at all. Uh, not unnatural, not necessarily unnatural, but like just attempts at magic shit, real or fake. Oh yeah, I forgot that unnatural is a, is a thing that actually means something in this game. Yeet. No, there's nothing occult here either. Okay. And uh, Mans leads you into into a room with a table, desk, a couple of chairs, and a whole bunch of books. And he gestures to the table, which has a stack of file folders on top of it. And he pulls down a bottle of whiskey off of one of the shelves. And he sa- and he says, uh, I'll y'all uh, take your seats there and I'll give you the old rundown. Uh, now you- hey, Natalie, before you give us a rundown, can we, uh, can we take one break? The three of us need a cigarette hella bad. Okay, that's good. I gotta go to the bathroom. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Cool. You're a queen. You're a queen among all queens. I know. Goddamn right you know. Hey, yo. We back. We back. Yo. Oh, we back? We smoked them Durangi dudes fast. Our man has sat us down. He's given us a generous dose of whiskey, and he is beginning to explain to us exactly what. I am not sitting down, though. I'm, like, leaning against the wall. I mean, sat down. I'm smoking my cigarette and ashing on his shag carpet. Oh, he absolutely has a shag carpet. Mashing all over that motherfucker. Billy Montgomery knows better than to sit sit in the chair with his back facing an, an entryway, so he's going to pick one that's with a back facing. I've got a grenade. Face I've got a grenade. Billy Bones ain't scary. Your fucking case officer, he uh, invites y'all to sit down, and uh, he gestures to the uh, files on the table, and he says, uh, says uh, yeah, we ain't worked together before, but y'all can call me Agent Butler. Or you can call me Gunny. Everybody else does. Well, nice to meet you, Agent Butler. I'm going to pick up files on the table and start leafing through them. Caliban's eyes bug. Wait, wait, hang on. Uh, you said he was there with three people in the photo, or there were three people? No, there were three people. Yeah, Caliban's eyes bug a little bit. It's like, no, uh, there, there is not one photo of him of him meeting Smedley Butler, Chesty Puller, and Ho Chi Minh. No. It's just pictures of them. Yeah. 
I'm going to look at him and say, well, Gunny, uh, what exactly are we doing here? It's not every day I get one of them electronic mails. Well, what happened was, y'all know where Perdition's at? Not particularly, no. Uh, should I roll for that? You know, I've been here more times than I can count. I've got no goddamn clue where Perdition is. I mean, where the hell Perdition is? I can't stand this goddamn state. Some would say Mississippi smells like sulfur than people who live in Louisiana. <laughs> you ain't never been bad rude, boy. Yeah, y'all probably wouldn't have heard of it. This is a shit little town up in the Delta near Rolling Fork. Well, my buddy Jack is a sheriff up there. Apparently, he's had him some folks go missing. And the other day, he finally had one of them turn up with some physical evidence. And, well, there's pictures in the files there, but let's just say it's a bit abnormal. Uh, what do I see as I thumb through the files that I picked up? Yeah, I'm also looking. In the files, you find uh, dossiers on six missing persons and uh, crime scene photos for the discovery of the remains of one Abigail Wyatt, a Caucasian female about 30 years old, whose body was dumped in the woods dismembered. But dumped is the word that the... Uh, not particularly well-regarded Perdition PD used. It was, in fact, meticulously arranged after being dismembered. I would like to roll a cult to see what I know about this arrangement. Can I also roll a cult? I got a little bit of that. Well, y'all on it. We'll get there. Word. It was arranged like her dismembered arms, legs, and torso were arranged in a circle around her severed head out in the fields outside of Perdition. And uh, I'm not going to make y'all roll for it because there's nothing, there is nothing particularly odd looking about this photograph beyond it being, beyond the scene being so horrific. Uh, not unnatural occult. I want to know what, to, what I can glean, if anything, about that arrangement of body parts. Um, so looking at that, can I roll a criminology roll to know if this is like something that serial killers might be doing in the area or something along those lines? Uh, well, for the occult thing, like you can just tell at a glance that there's nothing particularly interesting about this. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to look at him to uh, Agent Butler. This is Nowheresville, Mississippi. And a serial killer could have a field day here. Why should we expect this to be something greater than what it is? I would also yeah. like to roll criminology. For 100 miles. Okay, y'all can give me those criminology rolls. That's a 30 uh, flat that, on a 50. That's a 16 on a 70. That's a 66 on an 80. That's a critical. A crit success. All right. With those good, good criminology rolls, y'all can tell that this scene does appear distinct from any known uh, active cases you can think of. And that uh, you see no reason to suggest that this would be connected with anything else. Uh, can I roll anthropology to see if it resembles anything in history? Yes. I want to look at the report while, while I'm doing that. And I want to say, they make any notation of, um, do the wounds look rough or do they look surgical? Was it, was it a clean cut? Was it methodical or was it just, just happenstance? All right, how about we... Go ahead and cut out the beating around the bush here. 
why Delta Green calls him for this? Because obviously uh, y'all know something else is happening. It's got to be a uh, 72 on an 80. Okay, you know that uh, with a 72 on an 80 for anthropology, you know that this uh that this vaguely resembles or even suggests the uh, layout of entombed corpses in a uh, a likely Egyptian North African burial site that is not spoken of much in mainstream archaeology, but that you would know is sort of flagged as being possibly anom- anomalous. Oh, uh, I'm going to mention it by name. Just, uh, this looks like the such and such whatever site. Okay, you I can agree with you, but I don't know what the fuck that is. Whoever you are. And you can tell that your case officer, this means nothing to him. But in answer to your question of, uh, why Delta Green was called in to look at this. Uh, Caliban goes, I just answered that. Now, Agent Butler pulls out another folder from beneath the table and throws that down in front of you. He goes, uh, yeah, we didn't want to put that in with the rest of the discovery, but take a look at that there. I snatch it up first. I'm going to say, Agent Butler, what exactly do you want us to do? Do you want us to go there and shake people down? Are going to blow something up? I'm real good at blowing stuff up now. But do y'all all look inside the folder? Oh, oh yeah, I'm absolutely looking in. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still ripping this cigarette looking at Agent Butler real hard, like, like real strong, eyes-locked kind of attention. Like, I snap it up and start opening it before he's done talking. Okay, everybody except Billy Bones making a cult roll. Have some. Billy has no cult. Nope, that's still a. Oh wait, no, no, never mind. I spoke too soon. That's an eighteen on a. Oh shit! I got an eleven on a forty. Holy shit! So that's a thirty-five on a ninety-nine. Okay, so we all passed, but Fletcher critically. Okay. I wasn't expecting this to happen. <laughs> Fletcher, roll sanity. It would be? Ah, oh, shit. All right. What are we doing? No. I can roll sanity. Wait. Wait, who Dang. critically passed? I did. That's a 93 on a 60. Oh, Travis Fletcher. Yep. Okay, you take... Lose three points of sanity you to the mean. unnatural. Alrighty. I love how we jumped into a completely different game, and Travis is still reading shit that hurts him. Yeah. Always. What did I find out from this, Dungeon Mom? Okay, everybody, except for Billy Bones, since y'all passed. Yeah, this is a black and white photograph of a piece of paper lying on the ground in the woods. And drawn on the uh, paper, thankfully incomplete, since the paper appears to be torn is one of the more well-known variations of the Elder Sign. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. All right, since I critted, do I, like, know a little bit about this Elder Sign from looking at it, what exactly it does? Yes, the Elder Sign is uh, one of the more obscure occult symbols. It's, like, more obscure because, because it's one of the more affectatious. Let's see, since this is a... Let's see, since we're doing occult and not unnatural, that would be a... Yeah. Give you like nine tenths of its bullshit, but one tenth yeah. of its actually real shit. Yeah. Uh, it is a protective sign against uh, devils and demons and spooks and other various assorted ghoulies. No, no, we wouldn't. Caliban and Montgomery wouldn't know this based off of our general success. That's a critical thing, right? Yeah. And it shows up in a, 
allegedly very affectatious protect- protection sigils and rituals, and there are some there are some obscure rumors that it can be used to control gods. I'm gonna look at it and I'm gonna like grab the picture out of Caliban's hand and like bring it up closer to my face. I'm gonna look down at Gunny and I'll be like, "All right then, so it's that bad out here, huh?" Yeah, uh, as soon as you as soon as you grab it out of Caliban's hand, he just wheels on you. And starts cussing up a storm like how fucking dare you? Like he's he's full on screaming here. I like looking at you like, hey, we're on the same team here. Calm down, it's okay. Fucking asshole. I've been called work. Okay. So- Anyways, it looks like we're all gonna be working together here, and we got some um particularly insidious things going on. So, what exactly you want us to do, Gunny? Okay, well, he uh, he sees Caliban go off on you, and he uh, reaches underneath. He reaches uh, underneath the table again, and he pulls out a cigarette case. Okay. And uh, he reach and he reaches into his cigarette case and uh, pulls out a pre-rolled joint and offers it to Caliban. All right. <laughs> uh, says, hey man, I re- hey man, I reckon you better take a little chill pill. <laughs> I'll take it. Oh shit, my man's smoking that mad Amish. Hell yeah. Okay, and he, uh, in answer to your queries, he says, uh, yeah, well, they've had these here six disappearances going on since July, and one of the things that we thought was a little bit odd about it at first was that, you know, ne- near all the victims' last known locations, they found, uh, you know what the local fucking PD tried to call ritual sites for satanic rituals, but I think it's but we all think it's just a coincidence. I say we all. It's my buddy Jack, the sheriff down there, sent this tip to me. So like he figures it's just a coincidence because uh, probably just teenagers being stupid in the woods. And when it, when he sent it to me, I took a look at it, and it just looks like teenagers being stupid in the woods to me. Probably ain't related, but. So are we talking about the whole dismembered bodies put in a circle around here? Because teenagers might act differently down in New Orleans where I'm from. No, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. All right. But then that one that they actually found, poor Miss Abigail, at the site where they found her body, they found a a little piece of paper with that there thing drawn on it, leading us to conjecture that eh, things probably ain't on the up and up after all. So what what they want y'all to do is head on down there. I got a I got a place there set up for y'all to stay at with some goodies in it and What's uh, your goodies, big man. Assist local law enforcement in investigating these disappearances. That's gonna be your cover story. What they actually want y'all to do is figure out what's really going on up there, put a stop to it, and make sure it stays quiet. So uh. Gunny, I don't have to wear a suit again, do I? Or I wouldn't put a suit back on. Well, I would, but that's your decision, I reckon. And we got these here for you. He reaches back under the table from which he has produced so many things, and he hands each of you a small black bag. Contained in this bag are a set of forged FBI credentials and a prepaid debit card. Ooh. So, would I know at a glance that these are good forged FBI creds, or are these just good enough to fool a, ho- uh, a yokel from Mississippi? Uh, they're the uh, standard program fare, which is to say that uh, 
they're good enough to uh, get you into most places if you flash your badge, but they are not going to stand up to pro- to proper serious inquiry. Gotcha, gotcha. Don't let people look at them too long, essentially. Yeah. He said, and a uh, case officer says, now in their cards, each got on them 500 American dollars. American dollars. Goddamn. Yeah. I mean, normally... I mean, normally, normally I like to give a, I like to give my boys a little bit more discretionary, but yeah, you know, resources are tight now in Joe Brandon's America. That, that recession, that goddamn Joe Brandon, that bastard, good old Joe Biden. <laughs> I tried to get that Joe Brandon to wake up, but he wouldn't wake up. Um, Bill Montgomery just says, um, well, uh, it sounds pretty, uh, pretty cut and dried here. Uh, is there anything else you need to give us before we go, or are we uh, we all set? And he says, uh, no, that'll about do it. We got your, uh, got a contact number for me in them files. Just, uh, if you need anything, just hit your old boy up, and I'll see what I can do for you. Hit your boy at 187. All right, and that guy, Billy Montgomery, stands up and says, well, everybody, I'll see you at the cots, and then I walk out. So I'm going to go up to a gun and say, Gunny, you mind if I leave my Land Cruiser here? I figure it'd be better to take less vehicles. Oh, yeah, man, for sure. It'll be it'll be safe as fuck out here with me. Hey, Gunny, you got any uh, contacts in town that might be useful to us? Yeah, all the... Uh... Inform- all the information relevant is in the discovery files, but uh, first person you're probably going to want to hit up is old Jack Matheson, the sheriff down there. And you should also uh, probably talk to the uh, coroner who done examined the body. Whatever. And if I was you, I would not talk to the uh, city police. They ain't worth. They ain't worth shit. All right. Well, I appreciate the help. I'm going to go ahead and walk on out after Montgomery. I'm gonna throw Gunny my keys, my land, with my land crew, just in case he's got to move it. All right, he catches them in the air and he gives you a big thumbs up, and he's like, "All right, brother." Take good care of her. She's not a starter car; she's a finisher. <laughs> Christ. Uh, I'm gonna be the last one out, and uh, before I leave, I'm just gonna look at it and say, "It was nice to meet you, Smedley." <laughs> his his eyes light up, and he cut, and he gives you a finger gun. Give you. I'm going to tuck that picture of the elder sound into my breast pocket on the inside of my jacket. Alrighty. So, y'all head out and uh, so when we head back out to the vehicles, I'm going to load my duffel bag a la Rick O'Connell into the back of uh, You can put it in the front of it, actually. I'm going to like pop the hood up. Oh, you pop the hood? Oh, yeah, it's, a, it's a beetle, man. You can throw it's it in the beetle. I'll drive, I'm going to throw my Rick O'Connell style duffel bag into the nose of Travis's actually, it's agent. Montgomery, what's your, wait, you're, you're Montgomery, you're, what's your, what's your last name? Fletcher. Fletcher, and the Agent Fletcher's Beetle, I'll throw my, my Rick O'Connell duffel bag full of guns into the nose, I will sit in the passenger seat and ask him once kindly, may I have another cigarette? I'm going to just take the pack out and like hand it to him. The pack? Hell yeah, son, yeah. I roll that window down and I, I'm sitting there like in the seat of these really tight ass linen shorts and you can see the very visible outline of a pineapple issue grenade from the United States military. Yeah, it's, 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 oh. it's, it's, it's straight fucking bulging, Dungeon Mommy. I'm fucking bulging for this, this encounter. I'm not even looking at it. I'm just driving ahead. I'm sampling that audio. It's, fuck, it's, it's straight fucking bulging, Dungeon Mommy. I'm fucking bulging for this, this encounter. 
I already know what it is. I was like, whatever. <laughs> All right. So, how many cars are we taking? I'm leaving mine. I figured less is better because working in twos is always just better. So okay. So let me get this straight. Montgomery goes out to goes out to his hard body, which seems like two people max. Two max. Three if you got child. And so Fletcher's the first one out there. Fletcher's riding with me. No, I'm already in my bug. He's already in his bug. Yeah, yeah. I'm in his bug, so man. Okay. Yeah, it's me and um. Shit, what's your name? William Lewis Bones yeah. the third. It's me William and Will. Yeah, it's me and Bones in the car. Audience, it's session zero. Give us a minute to get into those names. Just, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's me and Bones and the Beetle, and I guess anyone else who wants to be in there. You just hate us because you hate us. Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I'm going to throw in my duffel in the front or in the under the hood as well. Um, it's a uh, like it's a World War II style military the gr- the green cylinder shit. Okay. Uh, and it very much still has the price tag from the military surplus store still hanging off of it. Oh shit! Oh yeah! Oh hell yes! I like how we're all piling into this light blue bug that I'm driving around. Yeah, let's just all squeeze y'all into the light blue bug because it'll make the next part easier. I do feel the need to remind everyone at this point, as I get into this car with three other people that I am six foot. Yep. I'm sitting here like drumming on the top of the hood, like leaning the seat back for you to get in the back. Cause I'm assuming bones has already jumped into the front passenger seat. I was kind of like gesturing to you. It's like, there you go. Have at it. It's a bug. I hope you didn't expect too much leg room. Yeah, no, I just get in. Hell yeah. Chris, Don't comment on the car at all. So as y'all all uh, pile into this car, very awkwardly getting all up into each other's business, and you turn back onto the road and you start to head north up toward the Delta. As we're driving down the road, I want to like pull that picture of the elder sign out of my pocket and hand it back to Caliban and say, sorry for that earlier. It's just, you don't really see things like this a whole lot. Caliban opens his mouth and closes it and nods. It's like, I take it you've seen something like this before? This kind of thing is my life's work. I have forgotten more about this kind of thing than you are likely ever to know. Fancy way of saying you don't exactly know a whole lot about it in uh, my line of work. No offense. I will say, though, probably be best to pool our knowledge together. We're working together, after all. I don't want you to... I don't want to have you as an enemy right now. I also don't want that. I'm glad to see we're on the same page. So what do you know about Elder Signs? Uh, Handler, what do I know about Elder Signs? If you would like, you can roll either a cult or a natural. Uh, that's going to yeah. be a cult, which is an 83 on a 99. 80. Uh, may I roll both, actually? I'll allow it. Uh, that's a 39 on a 10. Okay, so with that occult roll, you know that this uh, is a rather obscure symbol that pops up often in uh, sigils of binding and protection, and it is of uncertain origin. I say that. Alrighty then. Well, nothing I didn't exactly know before. But I guess we'll figure it out as we go along. I want to say, Handler, that it's very comical the four of us crammed this beetle. There's only three of us in the beetle, actually. No, y'all are all in there. It's still very comical to have three people stuck to a beetle. It's more than like, when I ride in a small car like that, I just sit and weigh in the back seat, which I'm assuming Caliban's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Third is six foot four and like go like Fred Flintstone. Uh, My my man's a a brick shithouse. I like how y'all are all taller than Fletcher is, that he's just kind of driving his bug with these two You're giant motherfuckers pushed in the back of it. Uh, dead, 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 like scraping the ceiling, like at an angle. 
he is not having a good time, but at the same time, he's having the best of times. Yeah, yeah, Caliban is, like, knees bunched up to his chest, the whole shebang, giving no indication that he cares. It's like when we had everyone riding in the Mustang. You just have people just kind of splayed out all over the place. Oh, but, yeah. Like, we listen to, uh, While we're riding, can I say that, oh, sweet, nothing's playing on the radio? By, by Lou Reed and the Velvet Underground. Yep. Sure. Hell yeah. Okay, and uh, as y'all are taking this trip, which is going to take y'all a little piece <sighs> of time, as y'all look over the mission dossier, it uh, tells y'all that information about the crime scene the coroner's report, and uh, info on all six of the people who have gone missing since July. Uh, what can I gather from the coroner's report? Uh, should I make a medicine check on that? Uh, no, it's no, it's all uh, laid out pretty neatly. That uh, Some ultimate to do too late. Been back in the city's right in Canada. Two weeks for anything. Two weeks. Mm-hmm. Two weeks. I'm a dapper Dan man, not a fop man. I'm not a fop. This is a goddamn geographical body. Two weeks from everything. Uh, I missed something. Why are we quoting Why are brother? Where, oh, brother, where art thou? Love the Odyssey. Uh, I don't know. I came into something about a door handle, and then all of a sudden we're a dapper Dan man. Yeah. Well, so in Canada, so in Canada, for preface, uh, listeners of all various peoples, I lived in Canada for almost two years, and when you're in Canada. You're two weeks from fucking everything. It's a goddamn geographical oddity. You can't wear shit on Amazon. That shit don't exist. Two weeks. Two there weeks. There we go. Okay. I moved back to Mississippi. Guess what? I ordered something. They say it'll be there in a week. It comes in two days. Two days. I'm done ranting. Done ranting. Okay, so no, yeah. look, looking over the uh, coroner's report, it tells you that uh, Abigail's dismemberment occurred post-mortem. Oh, shit. You, using, a, using a standard mass-produced deli saw that would probably be untraceable. But a couple of oddities that stick out are that her cause of death was blood loss, and, uh, there are, and on her severed head that was left at the center of the grisly crime scene, there are cuts on her neck consistent with the intentional exsanguination of a large animal. Who's reading this right oh. now? Is this Caliban in the back? Yeah, that's Caliban. Oh, I look in the rearview mirror and notice that he's reading through it. Say back, hey, chief, find anything interesting in there? Um, Actually, let me go ahead and start yeah. off. I don't exactly know all y'all's names, so we just kind of came in here. My name's Harris Flesher. What do I call you? Can you can just call me the wizard. That'll work. What about you, old timer? Hey, fathead. Yeah. What do I call you? <laughs> <laughs> Billy Bones or Billy Bones third or William Lewis Bones third or just Billy Bones. Pretty much whatever the fuck you want. Well, like, Bones, give me two cigarettes out of there. Two? I, I shuffled soft pack, correct? Yes. Yeah, shuffle two out the top of the soft pack, throw them both in my mouth, throw the soft pack back in my, in my pocket on my nice Hawaiian shirt, strike them up both and put them, put one in your mouth. I'll take it. Yeah. It's like, well, I was going to get the other one in Caliban back there, but all right, that oh, works too. <laughs> Put it to my fingers, sprang my arm back, barely missing the ceiling, and I tuck it very ironically in the cabin. Or the wizard in our back seat. Say, hey, Wizbiz, you want to smoke a dope? Uh, I hold up the joint that I got from Smedley Butler and look at him like, no, obviously. All right, well then, Mr. Wizard, what did you find out through those case files? Anything? Yeah, we're looking at a butcher here. Care to elaborate like, on that? Uh, she was killed like a cow and cut up like beef. Hmm. Alrighty then. Well, they never bring us in for anything good, now do they? What would be the point of that? Yeah, you got a point there. Huh. So, Mr. Wizard, you seem, um, 
well-versed in the ways of the world. Anything come to mind from looking at those pictures? I gotta uh, say, I'm yeah, up that, uh, it looks like that uh, burial site, whatever thing that I mentioned earlier. Uh, give me a second, so, then I'll find the name of it. Thank you, Nat- <laughs> thank you, Natalie. This is very difficult to talk around. Is this that big, like, tower thing that they found people buried on, and then they that some government found them, and then they fucked off, and then it was gone? It was like a day. Uh, I, Alice, have no idea what that is. Okay. I know nothing about this. I know I've heard about that, and it was in some... Actually, no, that was some Latin American country, I think. I don't remember exactly what it was. Hey, Handler, will it be known that on our way to Perdition, can we stop in Rolling Fork and go to Chuck's Dairy Barn and get a milkshake? You can absolutely stop at Chuck's Dairy Barn and get a milkshake. Hell yeah. All the listeners out there in the world, if you're ever in Mississippi, please, for the love of Christ. And for whatever fucking reason you find yourself in Rolling Fork. If you're ever in Rolling Fork, go to Chuck's Dairy Barn. They make the absolute best milkshakes. I've lived in two countries and many cities. They make the best milkshake. And if you think that Rolling Fork is a stupid name for a city, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you ever find yourself in Rolling Fork, first of all, condolences. Second of all, Get a milkshake at Chuck's Dairy Barn. Third of all, don't stop anywhere else. Yeah. Third of all, leave after that. Don't don't stop Pete's place. Don't stop at the Napa. Just keep on rolling. (laughs) Shit. But, uh, how long will it take us to get to Perdition? Uh, I don't remember how far apart things are. Uh, not long. A couple hours. Okay. I'm going to leave with that. Okay. Inside the car. Yeah. So, Handler, have you found the name of the thing that I am referencing? Yes, I did. That is the uh, Al-Sarun site in modern-day Tunisia. The road with Chris. Uh, so I'm gonna... Oh, terrible with names. I'm going to respond that yeah, like I said, it's the Al-Sarun site in modern tu- uh, in Tunisia. What it looks like. Well, here's the thing. I'm not exactly too well-versed on my history, so why don't you fill me in on that? And I do that. Okay, the uh, Al-Sarun burial site is uh, a mortuary complex dated to what would have been the Old Kingdom period in Egypt, which is like a fairly typical uh, mud brick and limestone site for the time and place that contained what appeared to be the corpses of some, the uh, remains of some uh, fancy people that, uh, Rather than being preserved or laid out in any other traditional manner, the six distinct the uh, six distinct skeletons had been dismembered and were arranged with uh, the skulls in the center of the complex and the rest of them in a perfect circle around them. And the Alsarun site is decorated with uh, what appears to be uh, cult imagery of the Egyptian god Seth, but there are some uh, unique discrepancies with all of that presentation that have not been that have not been adequately accounted for and that's uh, one of the reasons why it's uh, why you recognized it as being possibly anomalous okay so my question yeah i is, relate all that okay my question is this is in mississippi it, it took some level of education to recreate a, a so you said set correct yes that's not just something you do. I mean, can you go to a library and read about set? Sure. Do you, you need some level of a relatively advanced education to understand set from an archaic and both runic standpoint? I mean, they got internet out here. Internet's you got to be. But it's also Mississippi. This is Mississippi. I guess that's fair, but I mean, you could still be looking that shit up and just going into it. Google something, you 10 goddamn ads and two. Yeah, you haven't get anything. You don't use Google Scholar then. 
Most people know fucking Google Scholar is. I, I'm go gonna ahead. look at Billy Bones and just go. I spend like seven hours a day on the internet telling people about this shit. First off, fuck you for that. And second off, you're a genius. And third off, how are we going to account for this? How are we going to do this? Do that. If this is really what we think it is, which first off, let me know that Billy Bone does not have much action time in the agency. He's done very little work post-1990, whenever the uh, Oklahoma City funding was, other than just showing up to me in a strong hand for people. So this is not my forte. I, I kill things. I kill people. I blow shit up. I make things disappear. Billy Bones doesn't understand this. He is confusion. 95, by the way. 95. Oh, 95. oh awesome. Also, am I cor- Natalie and Alice, I'm sure y'all would know more. Not more, but uh, Oklahoma City bombing. That's Timothy McVeigh, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. Thought I was crazy for a second. Thank you. <laughs> Fascinated to know what about me gave the gave off the fact that I have any knowledge about this. Alice, are you a super freak? Not really. We've been playing games with you for like Alice a while now. Alice, much like Natalie, Travis, Chris, myself, you're a super freak. Yeah, and it's okay. You're in the group and okay. you mesh well with us, so of course you know about what happens in the Oklahoma City bombing. Goonies never okay. die. So it's- so it's just vibes. Cool. Don't, yeah. don't do us for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our grandfather was actually uh, helped with crowd control in the aftermath. No shit. Oh shit, real talk. Yeah. No dead ass. That's crazy. Wait, you say your grandfather or your uncle? Grandfather. Grandfather. Hell, my grand my grandfather stormed across Normandy to Berlin. Fuck fine home, my grandfather did. Your gra- have- wait, Natalie, your grandfather's World War II veteran, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh hell. Clink, clink, fighting the Nazis. We Look. still were just talking amongst each other, Chris. Sin bastards. Anyways, so... Um, Sorry about that. Complete <laughs> digression, worth it. Natalie, please leave in the campaign. We need our followers to know who we are as human beings. That's why we're talking to each other on this car ride. It's taking like yeah, the, an hour in real time as we talk to each other. Car ride. Just, have to take <laughs> just like driving from Issaquina to Rolling Fork. It's great. <laughs> Um, anyways, my question is like, you're on the internet all the time, though you may not be medically averse as an expert or anything. You've seen a lot of shit. What can you tell me that ties a goddamn ritual of what we said set, right? Yeah. A classical Wikipedia article stomped to the floor ritual set to goddamn bumfuck Mississippi. And I hate this goddamn state. All right. Wait, wait, wait. With that, though, only one has ties to the ritual was set. All the rest are just whatever. Right, Natalie? Yeah, as far as you're aware. Although one thing that does stick out to you as you look through the discovery is that, uh, all, is that uh, all six of the people who have gone missing since July were, uh, were members of the same church, the Mount Zion Pentecostal Church just north of the town. Interesting. And all but one of them, all but one of them were former members of the church who had left for one reason or another. And the one and the one who was still a current member was uh, one Erasmus Oberfell, age 102, reported missing on the 2nd of September 2022. 
And uh, his his dossier sticks out to you because of how short it is. All it tells you is that is that he is a retired engineer who moved to America from Germany in 1954, and he sometimes played the organ at the church. Uh, right. I'm going to look at Billy Bones and say, one, I do have degrees in this shit. And two, get far enough out into bumfuck nowhere and there's nothing to do for fun but drink, smoke, fuck, and resurrect dead gods. I'd be like looking at the steering wheel and being like, you said he came here and when, Caliban? Or the wizard, sorry. Uh, 54. 1954. So he came here right after World War II and he was an engineer. Now, why does that sound familiar to me? My history isn't too great. Uh, it sure isn't. Uh, that's nine fucking years after World War II. Whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> nine anything, years. That's right after Korea. After them. Hmm. Interesting. You're right. My history. Oh, fuck. Damn it, cat. Technical difficulties, everybody. There's a fluffy ass cat laying on my drink now. It's okay. I think he, yeah. in fact, laid inside of his spill, so we mopped it all up. <laughs> well, what a polite young man I, I appreciate your instinct to jump straight to Operation Paperclip that was the instinct, but, you are correct but I have no history so I wasn't going to go out and say it but I mean nine, you have a thing on your character on that. that you can roll if you want to I have like a 10% in history you might, you might get a, you might get a 1 through 9 you know what, fuck it, I'll roll you aren't going to fucking believe this, but I got a nine. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, we ball. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting here with my 80, just rattling shit off. <laughs> okay, so with that nine on a 10, you know that uh, this is suspiciously similar to various other cases you have heard of uh, high-ranking technical specialists who had been Nazis in World War II, who were yoinked into the service of the United States before uh, before they could face justice for their many war crimes in what is known as Operation Paperclip. My handler bones know what's going, but at the same time, we got to not do that. And this here sounds very much like a dude who got paperclipped at some point. We'll look back at the wizard and say, is there, um, is there a residence for all these people that went missing anywhere in those files? Yeah, it's got uh, addresses, places of work, known associates, all that stuff. Okay. I'd say we go meet up with William. Is that correct? For me, me or you? Billy. You're the only one in the room. Who else would I be talking to? I mean, you, when you said we were both named Billy. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> what do I call you? Billy. Billy, yeah. Montgomery. Let's go ahead and meet up with Billy, talk to the sheriff, and then I say we go um, look through these people's houses, see if we can't find anything. It's not a position where I gotta pretend I didn't hear any of the fucking shit you guys have said for the last 30 minutes. Yeah. Well, whose fault is that? You just didn't want to ride the bug with us. cram yourself into this tiny-ass car with us. <laughs> yeah, I figure, look, I don't know if you've ever been in a in a really old-ass Volkswagen bug, but like, that motherfucker's right. No, it's, just, it's got a front row and a back row, but only enough room for two. Four disc brakes. No, no, no it's just four leaf springs. That motherfucker primitive. I, okay, first off, all those listeners out there that are going to correct me on the Volkswagen Beetles mechanics, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. We got the podcast. We're right. You're wrong. I love how we actually did have... Um... We actually did have a viable car to take all four of us in, and we just didn't use it. Oh, yeah. No, we all jumped in the fucking 70-year-old bug, almost. About 70 years old. 
kind of fucking math you have. First off, when was the first bug? Somebody look it up. When was the first bug built? It's from 1970. It's 50 years old, you fucking moron. Oh, you have the 70s bug. <laughs> Tell me that was a bug built in 49. Tell me that was a bug built in 49. I mean, that is technically when Hitler started making them. He only was dead in 45. Oh, give a shit. Ghost Hitler made them then. <laughs> Fuck you. In, in uh, Hellboy, they said, oh, you think Hitler died in 45? Oh, I'm sorry. He uh, died in 49. Nobody in this party knows shit about history. <laughs> Harris Fletcher and Travis Blanche don't know jack shit about history currently. Uh, William Bones don't know shit about history but Caitlin does. Good for him. Yeah. So anyways... What did y'all say y'all was listening to in the car? Oh, I'll play it. And don't please no. don't get it. No, it's the Velvet <laughs> Underground. Oh, is it's it's changed to Can't You See by the Marshall Tucker band. Okay. It was Oh Sweet Nothing by the Velvet Underground, but now it's changed. All right, uh I'll say y'all are listening to the radio as you drive north into the Delta. And uh it goes to a commercial break. And uh, it is an ad for a senator in Alabama who is running for Republican primary. And man sounds like just uh, the most white bread norm core family values Republican bringing nothing remotely even interesting to the table. But then at the end of the ad, it rattles off his uh, credentials about what a what a good, good patriotism boy he is. And it mentions that he was a colonel in the U.S. Army Rangers and a special inspector with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms. I hate him so much. Uniquely qualified for political office in the South. I hate him so much. ATF's my enemy. Let it be known known that Billy Bones is a home whiskey maker and the the ATF can go fuck themselves. Ah, yes. The rarely seen A of the ATF. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no, don't be wrong. Billy Bones definitely makes some modified firearms, but the the F side of the ATF does not come to Mississippi very often. Not particularly. I learned a thing from two from Charlie, don't you know? You better stay away from Cottonhead Row, boy. <laughs> Copperhead Row. Damn. Uh, <laughs> damn. I love this group because I understand like every third joke. That's where he got that from, from the song. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's, I just want to. Yeah. I got to shout on another podcast. Fuck that. As y'all are listening to this radio spot, it strikes you as kind of odd that guy who has that kind of three wouldn't be at least more interesting as a local wacko running for president. Can I roll humans to see if I to see if there's an obvious explanation to me? You may. Can I have like uh, can, I do that can I also roll human, but being like an FBI case officer, what I've heard more about his I guess campaign and whatnot. And the uh, ad closes out with uh, the campaign slogan that uh, yeah, forty-three, but the campaign slogan that Colonel Randall C. Kurtz holds the key. Randall C. Kurtz holds the key. Hang on, does this when he says this phrase does it sound any different than the ad itself, or does it sound like it's directed? No, it just sounds uh, like just your typical campaign slogan. Huh. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm spooked by that. And what did what did uh, y'all get for those human rolls? I got a forty-three on an eighty, so I passed. I also got a forty-three, but on a fifty. Hey, look at us, Alice. All right. Uh, I would also like to roll a cult about the holds the key thing. Uh, your occult is ninety-nine, right? Correct. Yeah, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm not gonna yeah. make you roll for that then. But, I could uh, fail. I could <laughs> fail. <laughs> okay, if you want to. 
<laughs> no, I'm I'm fine with accepting just allowing me to win things. It's 99 for a reason, and yeah. this is the reason. <laughs> okay, so to resolve those human roles, this uh sounds fairly indistinguishable from uh like any other political campaign radio ad copy, but uh you get the feeling that the person reading it off is doing so reluctantly. Not like they're being forced to, but like they so many things they'd rather be doing this. And it seems kind of weird that that's the, the that that's the take they would run on the radio. And uh, for that occult role, you know that a uh, saying that something holds the key is a uh, not a particularly unique phrase, and it's found everywhere in all sorts of uh, cultures and contexts. But but it kind of sticks out to you in that uh it does seem to show up more commonly in the more obscure and less known text. I don't share this. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Billy Bones don't need it. Billy Bones man. <laughs> Goddamn. As y'all are driving along, you drive over a pothole. Mm. And you do a big old bump and it makes the radio skip to a different station. Also, Caliban's head goes through the soft top. Oh, of yeah. course. You like Caliban, how tall are you? It's like when you're on a bus like, and like, the kids in the back get like launched even. up and get a pothole. Wait, <laughs> That's what happens wait, to Caliban. Caliban, how tall? Six foot even. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I'm six foot four. You know, we're riding uh, Caliban and old William over here just get like smacked into the top of the hood. Oh, or the top Bones. of the um, roof. Oh, Billy Bones says, but um <laughs> I like, look to the back of my say, sorry about that, boys. I'll try to uh, avoid them potholes in the future. I'll take oh, I will say that's six foot before the hat. <laughs> <laughs> my worn out my worn out cowboy hat says otherwise. Yeah, damn. I'd hate to compensate for something over there. You'd almost, the, uh... <laughs> you'd almost think that. Damn, you do write like an engineer. AKA man at all. As the radio skips to another station, I need everyone to make a sanity roll. Man, oh, hell, no. hell no. Hell no, Ham. What you trying to make me do? Oh, oh shit. Oh, I got no. one point below my sanity, oh, no. actually. Oh, dear. No, no, oh, no. Oh, fuck. You, you rolled a crit, didn't you? That's an 88 on a 72. Ooh, hell yes. We going deep. Okay, oh, everyone. No. Kevin, two up in this joint. <laughs> I passed, by I the way. a 50 on a 70. I got a 56 on a 57. <laughs> okay. So did only Caliban fail? I did not fail. I fumbled. You critically failed. Mean, yeah. Did you fail, Malin? No, I got a 50 on 70. Nope. Malin passed. Me and oh, Malin man. passed. William Lewis Bones III, a.k.a. Billy, passed. Okay, so Caliban, you lose four. Oh, shit. Woof. That's fucking tough. You shouldn't have fumbled. I'm on a fucking car. <laughs> In your own fucking house. <laughs> oh, that's rough. And uh, what you hear is it switches it, it, to. Does your agent have a mustache too? He doesn't. He's got like the five. He's got like four or five ace double going on. It switches it, to one of those stations they, with a preacher giving a sermon, and he's all fire and brimstone, old time religion. But as he goes on, the cadence of his voice changes until by the end of the sermon, he is no longer delivering a sermon, but is uh, almost chanting in this stilted robotic voice. And he says, uh, you know, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is the way and the truth and the life. The Lord holds the key that will open the gate. The Lord is the key and the gate. 
and then and, it, and then it turns into static. God damn. Do me and um become a baptized Christian to be able to solve this mission. Do me and Billy Bones hear this, or do only the wizard hear it? No, y'all all hear it. Okay. Natalie, I mean Handler, does this voice I mean, I live right across the river, two hours south of here. I mean, I feel like if this was on a broadcast mass station, I would know this station. Uh, I'm smoking a cigarette. I'm like looking in the rear view and I see the wizard's really fucked up from this. Can I do a, a psychotherapy role and see anything about that? Sure. Awesome. And does, Bill, does Billy Bones spend a lot of time listening to radio evangelists? Billy Bones, Billy Bones does not believe in Spotify, nor does he believe in any of those. Oh, shit. He only listens to radio, both AM and FM. He would spend his time in his house alone, cradling his shotgun, drinking his beer, smoking cigarettes in the house, no less, scanning through the AM and the FM religiously. For that, I got a 33 on a 50 for my psychotherapy role. Oh, Look shit, yeah. The wizard in the back seat. Okay, so... Billy Bones, I'll say you've probably heard this dude's voice before, even if you don't know his name. And, uh, yeah, you've certainly never heard anything like this before. This is new. And, so, uh... This would throw me off, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, fucking hey, Billy's shook, too. Billy's like, this is some real fire and brimstone coming from a real, you know... This is, this is a real revelation shit coming from, like, a Timothy, Matthew, and Mark man. For passing my sand check, I'm going to be kind of ignoring what's happening on the radio and focusing more on what's happening to the two people in my car, mainly the wizard, and kind of just ignoring what Billy Bones is saying. Okay, yeah. so... Uh, I'm really getting what's happening on the radio. Okay, so Fletcher is uh, examining Caliban to try to figure out what the wizard's deal is. Now, Caliban, why don't you tell us what he sees? Um, so, uh, when that came on and, uh, and, and it started just frying shit, just gradually and in increasing as it went on, like Caliban could see where it was going, but very, from the very beginning, uh, was already too, um, too fucked up to say anything about it and make it and stop it ahead of time and uh so uh he's sitting here with sitting scrunched up in the back seat with the case file in both hands uh crumpled into fists uh right there in his lap his eyes are like a thousand yard stare but horrified by that thing a thousand yards away and he's just out of it. Uh, if not for the weird-ass radio shit that just happened, he would look not unlike he was having a weed overdose. I'm going to be able to like, see through it since I got a crit. I'm going to like go there and just turn off the radio and say, oh, we get some silence. You know, clear our heads, get some fresh air on the drive there. Uh, Caliban <laughs> lets out a little... With you through the little... rearview mirror. Can I give you a nod? Uh I mean, you can, but I'm not making eye contact. It's still the uh, staring dead ahead. Uh, but as you say this, uh, I do give something that may or may not be acknowledgement, and I'm just going to uh, let out a subvocal groan, like uh, like okay. George Romero zombie groan. Be like, all right. <laughs> I'm just going to slurp my Chuck's Dairy Barn milkshake and just kind of get wide-eyed looking through the head of me. Like, well, let's go ahead and get on to perdition, won't we? I'm sure the other Billy would like to enjoy our conversations. You know, other Billy's just 
by his fucking self, his car just riding inside. Let's take one of I'm listening to Spotify, having a good time. Yeah, you're listening to Spotify, so you don't get any radio ads. I love how, out of character, I love how uh, Travis rolled a critical success on psychotherapy and absolutely nothing happened. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, so y'all uh, roll up into the town of Perdition. And uh, it looks like pretty much any one of a thousand other unremarkable Delta towns. I feel like getting into this town handlers like a one-way-in, one-way-out situation. Oh, yeah, I'll, definitely. I feel like we roll up to the police station because we're all going to go talk to the sheriff first, maybe. Okay, so y'all roll up to the sheriff's station? Oh, definitely. That's right. Most I'm, definitely. I'm assuming... Other Billy's coming with us, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I assume I, I was right behind you. Look, Billy Squared, Caliban, and Fletcher. Fletcher. I will forget that so many times. Fletcher. Don't worry, I'll be yours, too. <laughs> You'll forget Billy? Yeah. There's two of y'all, so, you know. That's Billy Squared. Billy Squared. Christ. Yeah, we're going to pull up to the old police station, though. So we're going to go talk to the sheriff. Okay, you're going. So, fucking, uh, yeah, you roll up in here, and it looks depressing. There's what used to be a pretty nice downtown with a bunch of boarded up buildings. And there are a lot of people milling about. And uh, as you drive past, uh, as you drive through the center of town, you pass by on your left. The uh, what is marked on your on the maps I gave you in the handout thing as the uh, Newton Knight High School and Community Theater. And, uh, you know, there are a bunch of teenagers milling about and uh, very pointedly not in the school. What's the what officer mode? Activate. What time of day is it? It's like one in the afternoon. The fuck, man? These kids should be in school. And as you drive past, on the edge, separate, like, on the edge, away from the others, is a group of about six of them. Who, as you drive by, they all stop and stare right at your car. I'll go look. Look at oh, them too as we're driving by. Make eye contact. Low roll them and like eyeball them. If you wish. Yeah. I I turn to look out the window at them in my hat with a skull on it and Shit. still having the uh, haunted look in my eyes. And I just return their gaze. For what it's worth, even though we're in his own car, Billy Montgomery's just, he doesn't even fucking register these sons of bitches. He's just looking dead ahead, just trying to drive. He's keeping his eyes on the road with his hands at 10 and 2. Exactly. My man's the same driver. <laughs> and uh, the fucking have a run with these Delta cops. Fuck them. And the uh, sheriff's station is a ways outside the uh, city limits, with uh, a ways outside the city limits, way out in the middle of all these corn and cotton fields. It's a good place for it. Yeah. And uh, it looks completely unremarkable as you know any other law enforcement barracks in the rural south and uh and as y'all drive up and uh park there's about six uh, there's about six patrol cars in the parking lot and uh, you walk inside and it looks very spare in here it's got kind of an open floor plan and you can see most of what's going on from the entrance but there is a uh in the foyer, a desk with a secretary sitting behind it, and it appears to be an, a woman in her mid-50s, you'd guess. As we pull into the parking lot, I'm going to get out. I'm going to look at other Billy, since they're both fucking named Billy. Billy and Billy. Yeah. Me first. Does that hear anything weird on the radio as we're driving in? All righty, then. 
Uh, really I'm walking past, just straight past the rest of them and heading inside. And uh, as soon as I see the secretary, uh, the haunted look in my eyes is fading, but it's not gone yet. And so I'm going to walk in, flash the badge at her and say, we're here to talk to the sheriff about the meat girl. About the meat girl? I'm glad you knew that. I thought I said meat girl. <laughs> we're not here. God damn it. Okay, so she stares up at you. Uh, she stares up at you. In behind this and be like, yeah, um, Abigail Wyatt, the one we want to talk about. Okay, she stares up at with just this look of utter bafflement on her face. Wait, did Caliban say or not? Did he say, did Caliban not say meat girl? I, I will walk in there and say, I'm Agent Green. This is Agent Brown. We're part of the um, FBI unit that's been detached here. My other partners are outside in the parking lot. But we're here to talk to Sheriff Jack Matheson about the uh, recent string of murders that's been happening around here. And she goes... Okay. Uh, yeah, you can uh, find Sheriff Matheson in the main office through the door right behind me. Uh, I didn't you, catch who. I didn't catch who asked, but yes, uh, Caliban very much did say the word "meat girl." Okay, cool. I thought it was fucking crazy. I didn't know if Caliban said "meat girl" or not. I thought was, I was like, <laughs> "What? What did he say?" Because Caliban, that dude. I, I'm. I'm sorry. I, I was like, "Meat girl." That's the only he could have said. It, it just sounded yes, like that is in fact what he said. Okay, cool. I thought it was fucking crazy. I thought it was fucking crazy for a split second. He's like, who would say meat girl? But I'm thank you for thank you, Alice, for correcting that. Meat girl. Thank you. As we're walking down the hall to see the sheriff, I'm gonna look at Caliban and see like tighten up, man. Come on. <laughs> we're trying to at least look like we're official here. We are. I pulled my badge out like really aggressively, <laughs> waving it. God damn. All right. <laughs> I, I did flash the badge as I said this. Like It's like, I, look, I, when you say weird shit after you start flashing badges, people start asking questions. <laughs> I am the only actual FBI agent, yeah. I, I'm like, I'm walking in super rigid arms, like when FBI, FBI, god damn it. And I'm looking at, I'm looking at the wizard, and I'm looking back behind me, and I'm like, god fucking damn it. This is really not going to last long, is it? And I'm like, look, just let me do the talking here. <laughs> Well, then get there first. Caliban, <laughs> all that shit, man. Well, we both aggressively power walking down the hallway. <laughs> okay. So, y'all go, y'all get to the end of the hallway and go through this door. FBI agent and fucking rushing together. We're just both power walking really fast. To be clear, I'm not joining in this power walking. I just walk at a normal speed. I'm walking forward in front of you. So, Fletcher's just going. Yeah, yeah, no, no, 100%. We've got an internet wizard and an actual FBI agent power walking, or one power walking, one actual walking into an office to beat each other to the punch. And the internet wizard's winning. This, this is making this is a, NCIS right making here. a government funded agent, a government funded <laughs> FBI agent. I don't get paid enough for this shit. Expensive hundreds of thousands of American taxpayers. I'm actually a case officer, so this is like okay. what I'm supposed to be doing is strangling you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I internet wizard getting whooped wholesale. Hundred thousand American dollars not going to this whole case officer's account. God bless the Caliban putting the putting the alphabets to shame. Uh, okay, so y'all walk, get to the end of this hall, and through the door, it opens up into a bullpen. 
where uh, two men are having a conversation. One of them is yes, a younger fellow, you think about mid-20s, wow. with a big bushy beard and a shaved head. And he's sitting at a desk and leaning against the wall across from him is a Sam Elliott looking gentleman who appears to be in his late forties, possibly early fifties. Yeah. On the scale of one to ten, how sexy is he? Oh, he's an absolute dilf. Oh, let it be known that um, Billy Bones here is extremely attractive to him. Okay, I'm sure that'll will, come in handy. He won't say shit, but he's going to be awkward as fuck, even to the level of disadvantage in conversation with this man. Like, as y'all are walking in, the uh, young man sitting at the desk is uh, finishing up what appears to be a spirited rant, and you hear him say, and you hear him say uh, yeah, so that's why the Democrats are putting all the microplastics in our drinking water, and it's because it's got them chemicals. You were talking about earlier today, Malin. <laughs> it's because it's got them chemicals that keeps turning people different and uh the and the uh the man leaning against leaning against the wall across from him looks at him and this man looks so tired and he says keith how come you ain't never got nothing nice to say i feel like when two folks work together they talk about like their families or football or some shit but every goddamn day with you, it's I seen on the internet, I seen on YouTube, the Democrats. I would like walk in the middle of this and be like, you know, boys, I feel the same way with me and my partner here. I'm Agent Green. This is Agent Brown. He's always saying some weird asinine shit like that. Now, my partners, Agent Kennedy and Agent McKinley are uh, on the way in here. Uh, I'm going to pipe up. Yeah, and besides, it's not the Democrats, it's the Libertarians. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, Jester MC, see? <laughs> the big old boy. Okay, so the, uh, the young gentleman at the desk looks very confused as you say this. And the uh, older fellow leaning against the wall, he uh, looks at y'all up and down and he goes, Who the fuck are y'all? We're a um, FBI detachment that have been sent to this here town of perdition to... Uh, Help y'all out with the problems you wouldn't have with bodies occurring about town. Here's, oh, y'all must be Davidson's boys. All right. Uh, why don't y'all come with me into my office and we'll talk about it. Yeah. And uh, he leads you to another door at the back of the room. Kennedy. All right. We'll follow ahead. And as you're walking, Keith is just uh, staring at you in awe as though he has just seen a, as though he has just seen a bunch of real life comic book heroes walk into his job. God damn right he did. <laughs> you don't get me FBI agents down here, do you? Yeah. Uh, th to be clear, the one looking at us, at us with awe is the uh, Democrat conspiracy theorist. Yeah, that guy. Christ. Okay. And uh, inside Sheriff Matheson's office, he has on the wall to the right of his desk a bunch of framed photographs of what you presume to be his family. But you notice right away that there are a lot of them like almost an uncomfortable amount, and it covers most of the whole wall. And uh, sitting on his desk, tossed aside as though he's just finished reading it, is a very cheaply printed zine <laughs> that on the top of it, it says, uh, Fight the Future, issue number 102. And on the cover is a giant picture of Bigfoot. Oh, God damn. And uh, 
Holy shit. The te- and uh, the, the uh, title text says, Bigfoot in the Delta National Forest with three question marks. Oh, shit. I'm going to like look at the side of all the rest of you. I'll be like, kind of give you all that side eye look. Dude, Dan, this is really what we're on right now. Yep. I would like to make an occult roll to see uh, uh, to see how much of uh, what he's got up and looking at is uh, in keeping with wider lore. Okay. And how much is just one oddball dude? Okay. Well, uh, all you see that's uh, a little bit odd is this uh, is this zine on his desk. There. And like the uh, great preponderance of pictures just tells you that this is a guy who loves and thinks about his family a whole lot. And uh, the the, uh, picture of Bigfoot on the zine is just a still from the Patterson film. (laughs) But you with your high hot, you with your good, good occult skill know the name of uh, the, the fight to fight the future monthly magazine because uh, it's something that shows up quite a lot in a crypt in a cryptozoology and conspiracy circles okay also i realized that i should be rolling every time for a cult anyway because there's a chance of critical oh that's true yeah there's yeah there's not a lot honestly with a 99 cult, there's not a lot of places you can go wrong with that i mean technically we aren't like under duress so we shouldn't be rolling anyways but yeah whatever that's no fun to roll it's more fun when y'all fail. Exactly. Oh, no, Hamlet, it's more fun when I die. <laughs> yeah, but Billy Bones will never die. Oh, Billy Bones, much like some other unnamed people. Just die. like Jan Michael Vincent. Oh, he was gun. You were not supposed to name him. I don't care. He died. Jan Michael <laughs> Vincent may be dead, but he lives forever. He did come back after a full TPK, but you know. Man, Jan Michael Vincent's a real person. Spoilers. <laughs> He's actually dead. Yeah, yeah we should... He's dead. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> I should tell people that, that Jan Michael Vincent is the name of a Malin's character in Travis's other game. Yep. That, and, and we and are that, not talking about beloved actor Jan Michael Vincent. He will never die. Not has no relation. None. He already died. He fucked around and found out. One way. <laughs> oh God. I would like to also tell the audience that I also didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact: Greater Wild World. Jan Michael Vincent, the Hollywood actor from the seventies and eighties. Lived and died in late in Eagle Lake, Mississippi. Yeah, he did. He did. Fun fact for the day: that quadrant had its Vincent. And oh no! Lost it. So it turned out the only reason he died is there were too many Jan Michael Vincent in his quadrant. Yeah, the stronger Jan Michael Vincent killed him. Anyways, what was happening? So the uh, sheriff looks you all up and down, and he says, "Uh, well." I guess I appreciate y'all coming, because, like, I only sent that tip on to Davidson, because I figured he might could do something with it. Well, I mean, he got us here. Well, so I really I have to, good. I really got to wonder what the hell interest the federal government has in this. Well, it seems like a... Um, That's classified. Serial killer might or might not have time in here. I'm going to look at Agent Brown and give him the kind of, like, shut up look. <laughs> Uh, I give no indication that I've noticed this look. <laughs> okay. so it seems like y'all might have a serial killer on y'all's hands that we could uh, be of assistance with finding here. Man, you think you might have a serial killer that's tied to one dead body? I'm going to go up and say, well, no, this is the Delta. 
It's a lot of land with so few people and very little law enforcement. If you were ever going to choose an area to go serial killing, this might be it. You have to admit this, being an agent of laws such as yourself. You got a point there, not to mention that pretty much every single one of your victims came from that there uh, Mount Zion National Church. You say this, and he sighs, and he goes, uh, you know, I was annoyed enough at them God-botherers, but I didn't expect y'all to come in here and come at me about it from the other direction. What do you mean, come at it from another direction? We're in the goddamn FBI. We're way smarter than y'all. Do you say this? For sure, but when I say it. I 100% say this, telling it as I can. He's staring back at the wall behind him like, God fucking damn it. Yeah, the sheriff pinches the bridge of his nose. I'm going to look at him and I'm going to flash my sh- my FBI badge. You see this, son? We're FBI. Federal Bureau of, in- of Investigation. Of none of your goddamn, of none of your goddamn business. I'm going to lean on the desk in front of him and say, look, I'm here training a few rookies that don't know when to shut their fucking mouths. 55 years I- old. I to character. Yeah, hey, I know you are. Shut the hell up. Uh, what do you say, okay. Alex? Uh, in character, I, I go, I love that you fumbled it. Okay, this uh, this poor man looks so tired, as though the weight of the entire world is pressing down on his shoulders. We're not here to make things harder for you. We're just trying to um, ease it away, as much as the other people in the room here seem to be. He goes, uh, well, you know, when folks first started going missing, I reckon y'all seen the discovery, y'all. Uh, I reckon y'all seen the discovery, y'all know about the quote-unquote ritual sites they found near the sites of the disappearances? Fucking yeah, up. something about satanic rituals and um, the wizard. You said you knew something a little bit about that, right? So we're just abandoning the FBI names then? Fuck. You did call him the wizard. Agent Brown. Sorry about that. <laughs> God damn it. That's in character, Handler. Punish him. Ah, fuck y'all. I hate every last one of you. <laughs> no, no, no. That was in character when I said, so we're just abandoning the FBI names now. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. We're doubling. Fuck, man. We're doubling down our ventures. Okay. Oh. Well, at least I'm part of the FBI. The rest of them are um a joint task force. Sorry to not be as forthcoming as I should have been. But you know how all these top secret things go. Whatever you say, man. Now, I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> yeah, so these fucking God-botherers up at the church is telling me that I need to investigate occult sacrifices by a satanic cult or some kind of satanic panic bullshit. But, I, but like, I ain't fucking suspicious of the church neither because, like, yeah, all the, all the victims was members. About 90% of the fucking people in town is members of that church. That's You might as well be... Looking for connections between everybody who got brown hair or some shit. Has there been any mention of any kind of ringleaders? It's just some uh, some teenage bullshit. We got some kind of ringleaders. It's just some kind of whispers on the wind type of shit. Well, I ain't really looked into it on account of I'm an adult and I have a job to do. But it's just uh, it, it's just them fucking kids down at the school. Yeah, about to say, uh, you're like, the sheriff here. Aren't you supposed to be looking into this shit? We've been looking into it since the first disappearance was reported back in July. Oh, wow, it's October. Do you, you got some notes we could use we could build off of here, or are we just uh, shooting in the dark? We got to take this case over. Simple as. We're FBI uh, agents. 
We know better. Handler, I read through the case file pretty thoroughly in the car. Uh, do I need to roll a cult for see if I see anything uh, otherwise pre-established about the quote-unquote satanic rituals? Uh, yeah, you you can roll if you so de- if you so desire. Twenty-nine. Okay, you know that uh, like this is just uh, some shit that was carved into trees and stuff around spots where people had been going camping that uh appear to be a very standard and service level uh, Wiccan and Hermetic symbols that, in addition to being commonplace, also don't appear to uh, be in any sensible pattern or order. So you get the feeling the sheriff is probably right about it being random bullshit. So we're talking just, like, random-ass Seal of Solomon type shit? Yeah. Okay. Alright, well... I think y'all have had about enough time looking into this case. I think it's about time the FBI steps in and do what we do best. So, I'd appreciate it if you'd lend some officers to assist us, because I'd hate to have to talk to Quantico and get this official. Get him in here. As he says that, Billy Montgomery is going to sort of meander towards the door and just sort of, like, stand right in the doorway. Okay, as you say this, the uh, sheriff uh, looks like he's about to say something. You don't got enough on y'all's hands. Let us take something off for you. He looks like he's about to say something, and... He checks himself, and he sighs again, and he says, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Fucking, right. yeah, y'all have access to all the work we've done so far, and uh, you can uh, go back out and talk to Keith about reassigning some deputies. That sounds good to me. If you could get um Keith to pull all the records for these six that have died, and also for the pastor for this year, church, I'd appreciate it. And with respect, sir, if we can just have one deputy reassign to this case just to serve as a local guy that's all we really need yeah i reckon i can do that and uh with the files especially the one for the old ass organ player all right yeah y'all should have uh names and addresses for all them people and you might want to go talk to the coroner who examined the body she might know something right uh on the way up here i want to say i bought a burner phone if that's okay with you handler oh absolutely all right, I'm gonna write down the number for the burner phone, and I'm gonna give it to the sheriff. I'm gonna say, if you get any um, any updates on the case, go ahead and give me a call. This number. All right. I appreciate it kindly, and I mean, we're FBI. Your state police will keep you as informed as we can. Oh, so we're going back to that. Cool. This is a joint task force. <laughs> I hate to step on your toes too much. <laughs> okay, he looks at you, and he looks at the lot of you in total bemusement. Then he uh, and then he sits down at his desk and starts doing paperwork. All right, hit my nondescript, unmarked ball cap, navy blue ball cap, and walk out of the room. Yeah, oh, walk out of the room as well. Uh, before oh, I go, go, I'm going to point at the zine on the desk and rattle off some uh, fairly obscure, but not like ultra deep lore, or whatever. Uh, Bigfoot lore. I'm just gonna be like, uh, by the way, it's actually blah blah blah. Look it up, and then I leave. <laughs> no, before you before you leave, he uh, shakes his head and goes, "Yeah, I don't really know nothing about all that stuff." Tell you the truth, I've already left. 
As we're all like walking out to the bullpen, I say, let's meet up in the parking lot. We can go case these um other houses. Hand- see who's going to who. Handler, while we're talking in the parking lot, can we take a smoke break? Yeah, go ahead. Don't fight. Go. sober. Yo. We big back. What about Yo, welcome back. Yeah, even drunker than we were. Outstanding. Okay, as y'all head out of the sheriff's office and back into the bullpen, uh, Keith jumps up from his desk and uh, walks over to y'all and goes, uh, hey, so y'all like real federal agents? No. Yep. That we are. Real as you'll ever see. I'm going I'm to let Travis flash his badge before I do. Uh, I'm going to flash the badge that I have in my, like, go bag, which is my, it's an older badge that I had, like, back in the day when I was a field agent that has a different name on it than my actual badge does, but is it still a real FBI badge? Uh, so, uh, I, uh, I'm the first one to answer. I say no. And then everybody else says yes. And then I also say yes. <laughs> okay, Keith, like I told uh, you before, he likes to say weird shit. <laughs> Well, Keith is not a is not a uh, perceptive young man, so he did not pick up on that. <laughs> and uh, and he goes, uh, "Damn, that's cool! Can't believe I'm seeing y'all. Can't believe y'all come all the way down here to the middle of nowhere." What's well, if it's important enough, we go anywhere. All right, all right. I like the sound of that. Say, so how you get into the FBI, anyways? Well, hell of a lot of training, that's for sure. Quantico sure isn't easy. I say I don't actually know. He's really into the uh, spycraft part of this. <laughs> no, he he catches you saying I don't actually know, and he just nods. Uh, and he goes, Caliban has now clocked this dude as incredibly easy and fun to fuck with. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's Keith's entire situation. And he says, uh, uh, "So I'm I'm just gonna look at him and ask him a question in an okay." And he, he goes, "Uh, the fuck you just say, man? What did you just say about my mother?" Look, and, and I, I'm gonna go see. He understood. Classic <laughs> <laughs> Caliban. Well, yeah. Okay, so uh, Keith is now somewhat less enthusiastic about talking to y'all. <laughs> So he turns away from uh, Caliban and back toward Fletcher. And he says, uh, well, man, uh, y'all need anything, anything at all. You, uh, y'all can come talk to me and I'll get it sorted out for you. Uh, yeah, I know the, uh, I know the sheriff can be a bit bullheaded, but he's a good feller. I picked up on that. And I'm going to write down my own number for him too. And say, if you have anything you can help us with, just call this number. That's my personal cell phone. Oh, yes, sir. I do like working hand-in-hand with you boys. It's always nice working with the local police force. You gotta work with boots on the ground, otherwise you don't learn. Hopefully we can teach each other something on this, uh, on this here case. You say this and his eyes just light up. Uh, I'm gonna get his attention back and say, uh, seriously though, it's not the Democrats you need to worry about, it's the Libertarians. Libertarian is just a fancy word for anarchist. On that note, I'm gonna start ushering everyone out of the fucking police station. <laughs> no, you, you yeah, Caliban says Caliban says this, and he looks so upset. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "Man, I'm a libertarian. I ain't affiliated with them devil worshiping anarchists downtown." 
I'll say Tannic Panic, goddammit. Hey, here in downtown, would say, what exactly you mean by that, um, deputy? Oh, yeah, there's them fucking uh, troublemakers and Antifa's living at that fucking uh, repair place downtown. Antifa's? You got any um, names for us? Antifa's. They'd them. probably be good to go talk to. Okay, you uh, yeah, you ask for names, and uh, he and he looks so fucking happy. And uh, yeah, he is. And he reaches, and uh, he reaches into his desk and pulls out a file folder. And it contains a couple of sheets of a of a notebook paper written on by hand with a pencil. With a photograph affixed to each one with uh, with scotch tape. I would take the file from him and be like, is it okay if we uh, hold on to this for a little while? I'll bring it back to you. And, and he says, oh, yes, sir, whatever you need. I appreciate it. Yeah. You've been a lot of help here, deputy. He goes, oh, yes, sir, I'm happy to help. But uh, before you go, uh, I consider it a favor if you don't tell the sheriff you got that from me. I don't even say it'll be our little you. secret, deputy. Don't Look, worry. Man, our line don't work. It's all fucking under the bridge. Yeah. Got one from you. Between you us. Give us anything. <laughs> he I'm, looks at you, Caliban, I'm, and he winks. Uh, all right. I am, uh, I, I am putting on a face of confusion, like actual confusion. I do not meet the wink. <laughs> Let's head out to the parking lot. <laughs> all right. Uh, as we go to the parking lot, I'm going to look at Billy and the wizard, and I would say y'all really need to tighten your shit up. Wait, We're FBI wait, agents here. Billy Bones or Billy Billy? You. Oh, Billy Billy. Billy. Wait, he's Billy Billy. I'm Billy Bones. Whatever, Billy Bones. Tighten your shit up. I said so. We are keeping the FBI thing. We're keeping the FBI thing because it makes this run a hell of a lot yes, more smooth. We're gonna keep. It. Okay, that's what I thought, but then yeah. you threw me off because. I admit it was partly my fault. I did fuck up a little bit on there. But we're going to keep this FBI thing because it makes things run a lot more smoothly. People people conversate a lot more easily with you if you say you're from the FBI. Man, you actually from the FBI. You ain't conversating for shit. Excuse me, Mr. I'm walking to a police station with a fucking grenade in my pocket. Hey, man, they're happy to see me. That that doesn't sound right that people are going to be more willing to talk to us if they think we're cops. Oh, we got the power to do bad shit to them. That's why they're going to talk to us. I've got the power of God. Did, any, did anyone else catch that we're going to go talk to some anarchists? Maybe we don't tell them we're cops? Oh, we're going to go talk to an anarchist. An old deputy in there seemed pretty interested in helping us out. Uh, sure, I will but concede like, that yes, Calib or yes, the wizard. You probably do have a good, good idea there. Not exactly lead that we're cops in talking to them Antifa folks, but people at the church, we can probably put the lean on them, saying that we're from the FBI. I will say, I will say this off like out of character about um, Billy Montgomery. He work, he does work at like counterinsurgency, so my man doesn't give a fuck about like. Like he'll he'll kick your ass whether or not you're fucking Republican, Democrat. I don't care yeah. get what. <laughs> so look at y'all say, all right, I say we go in teams of two just so we have someone to watch our backs. Seems like a good idea. Who do y'all feel most comfortable with going? I mean, hell, I go off in your vehicle and I start rolling my uh my roll a la 
um, Rick O'Connell, and I pull out my 870, start loading shells into it, and I say, well, wherever we want to go, I can go. Whoever wants to go with me can go with me. Okay. Pause for half a second. Well, as I see it here, we only have two cars. Pause for half a second. Okay. We got two places we're going. I say the first one is... places of interest, yeah. Ant Antifa hideout. Antifa, and then the church with the creature. Or, or not seeing the crime. Church with the preacher. Yeah, we already know enough about seeing the crime. It might warrant some use afterwards, but I feel like we have enough that we can bullshit our way through talking to these people. Especially if you put the screws to them. Report. Yeah. I'm going to go talk to the preacher. He's coming with me. Got it. All right, then. Uh, Billy? Uh, never mind. Sure yeah, I'll go do that one. one. Okay. I'll, I mean, I'll go do that one. It's more of a what you call an insurance policy. You got to be careful in these parts. These hillbillies don't know nothing. I'm going to be looking at you like loading that gun so, on the front of my VW and be like, So Billy Montgomery is going to talk to the preacher and who's going with him, Caliban? Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to go over to the front of the bug and pull out just this the most ridiculous overwrought uh Tactical shotgun, like <laughs> some reaper shit. Uh, it's got the red and black. It's got the uh, the carbon fiber finish. Uh, well, I like drum because once you said that, I immediately pictured exactly what it looks. Like. Yep. <laughs> immediately. Yeah. Uh, all. We know it's up. So yeah. Caliban pulls this shit out of the duffel bag. Oh. Uh, Slaps in a drum mag and just uh, quietly tucks it in his uh, tucks it in the trench coat in a little uh, loop holster. All right. He chuckles a little bit and just uh, puts it in drive and goes. Oh, yeah. All right. So uh, let's do uh, Billy Bones and Fletcher first. All right. So I guess we're going to hop in my VW bug and drive on down to the uh, repair shop with the Antifa folk home hang out. I'm going to give him the folder as we're driving and say, you look through this, get some names at least. I'm going to scope through it, Handler, and just do exactly what he wants me to do because I feel like this is important. Okay, it uh, lists the names, addresses, and Does phone numbers for... It lists the names, addresses, phone numbers, and a photograph for four people. Okay. Hey, Handler. Mm-hmm. And, um, Billy wants to make note of the fact this is very odd for a local PD to have access to this kind of information on a local level. I mean, is it odd, though? I mean, on, like, a fucking legal level, yes, but, like, is it to know, like, there are where their There are 30 people are? in this town. They yeah. just know. I mean, it's not that many people. They're local cops. They know where everyone's going to live at. Dossier on some local boys. Feels kind of backwards. And Billy don't appreciate that. All right. The, uh, Making note of it. Making note of it. The uh, people listed are uh, Kyle Mitchell, Wayne Lewis, Margaret Leach, and uh, at the end of the sheet, one Kelly Matheson. And, uh, That'll do it. You read that over from the top? I'm not there. That was Kyle Mitchell, Wayne Lewis, Margaret Leach, and Kelly Matheson. 
And in the photographs, they all look uh, rather, they all look like uh, rather scruffy, radical characters. Except you notice right away that a uh, Kelly Matheson is very, it, that Kelly Matheson just looks like a younger version of the sheriff. Interesting. And uh, not a Natalie Ironside story without a trans in it. <laughs> okay, write a. Uh, we're driving the bug. I will look at. I will look at William and say, "I'm gonna trust you. To keep your head on this one." I'm going to look at him and kind of nod. My grenade. I'm gonna pull out of my pocket and I'm gonna look at him. And I'm gonna stuff it in the glove box. I'm gonna put my sawn off 870 in the back seat and I kind of put my hands up and say, "Don't worry, boss. We all good here." But I will know that I will use it if I need to. It's like if you need to use it, use it. But let's not come out shooting. We ain't we ain't Butch Cassidy and Sundance here. I just don't want another Timothy McVeigh, you know. Weighs hard on my conscience. Goddamn. Yeah, y'all drive on back through town, and in the downtown area, such as it is, there is a auto repair shop with a big sign over the front door that reads uh, "Perdition Repair Co-op." And it uh, lists that they do uh, cars, farm equipment, home appliances, computers, and cell phones. God damn, it's a lot of shit. Yeah. And below that is uh, a smaller sign which reads, Fight the Future Al- Alternative News Collective HQ. Alrighty then. That's what we're getting into. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say that knowing that I'm from fucking Northeast Louisiana... That feels out of place and shit. As we like get out of the bug, I'm gonna look over at you and I'm gonna say, Chris Brown, Adam Ferris, and I'm gonna join me. Looking into the things. What the fuck, Chris Brown? Man, it's the first shit that came to my head. Shut the fuck up. The rap? I saw Chris and then I went with a and then I went with a color, okay? <laughs> you want a better name? Make it up yourself. Fuck. Let me know that Billy Bones is actually a hip hop head. Oh, hip hop. No, no, we're, gonna stick, we're gonna stick with Chris Brown. Man. All right, fuck it. I love how we're expanding Billy Bones' character. <laughs> He's a super boomer, but he knows hip hop. That's it. He knows the hip hops. Who doesn't <laughs> listen to Spotify? Fuck no, I do. he doesn't. My Spotify is all hip hop. He has SoundCloud, actually. I do. I only have SoundCloud. I don't have Spotify. Yeah, so he only gets the good stuff. Uh, I don't know. Billy Bones strikes me as more of a Bandcamp guy. All right, you ready for this, Chris Brown? I was born ready. I don't remember what my name was oh, anymore. Yeah. Do you remember what my name was? Yes. <laughs> Whatever T Pain's actual name is. I don't know what T Pain's actual name is, man. Somebody Google T Pain's real name. No, no, no. It's important to the character development. His his code name has to be whatever T Pain's legitimate Christian name Jeez. is. As uh, I, I don't think he has a Christian name, given that his name is Fahim Rashad Najm. Fahim Rashad Najim. God damn. Alice, I want you to know that I love you. Thank you for saying that. Yep. That okay, fine. doesn't sound like a Christian name to me. Remember Lil Wayne's actual name is he's from New Orleans. Okay, sure. Dwayne Michael Carter. All right. Yeah, fuck it. I'll take that. Yep. Michael Carter it is. There we go. Michael Carter and Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Oh god. All right. Let's walk into this here machine shop. 
All right, you walk in, and it uh looks like the interior of a uh, any like small town auto repair place, and it uh like reeks of oil and work. And in this front office area, you see uh, a big rack of those uh, those zines with uh, the picture of Bigfoot on the front of them. And uh, further down, some back issues that have like the Loch Ness Monster and shit on them. All all up for sale for $2 each. And uh, at, the, uh, at the desk, at the cashier's desk sits... Uh, a woman in early middle age who uh, looked with a ver- with a her hair in a buzz cut and a very serious look on her face, and you recognize this as uh, from the dossier as Margaret Leach. Oh shit! And as you walk in, she gives you a little wave and goes, "Yeah, so what do y'all want?" We're new in town, and we've been seeing a bunch of these here Zion pamphlets around. Thought. We were told this is a place to come and talk about them. Okay, you you refer to them as Zine pamphlets, and she's and she sort of jumps in her seat a little bit. That shows he is of no knowledge, but only interest. And she goes, "Uh, yeah, sure. What do you want to know?" I feel like he should get an advantage on asking questions because she should genuinely believe that he knows nothing. I'm just my man said Zine. Shut the fuck up. Down Gotta say, uh, Caliban's uh, not there, but I, Alice, definitely yeah. heard Zion. Shit. I thought I said Zion. Everybody's gaslighting me. Well, we can't expect God to do all the work. <laughs> Joshua Graham's a hero. Uh, well, I just had some questions. I, I've seen a picture of some symbol, but I don't know. I haven't seen it inside of your pamphlets. I was just wondering if y'all um, knew anything about it. A symbol? Like, what do you mean? All right, so since I got a critical on that um, rolling for the elder sign, can I kind of like half draw it out? I'll allow it. Okay. I would kind of like take a piece of paper out. It's like if you have a pen or something I can borrow, I'd love to draw it out for you. Yeah, she uh, hands you a pen and a piece of paper. Yeah, I take that. I like kind of start sketching it out on a piece of paper in front of her and just hold it up in front of her and say something like this, I think. She takes one look at it and goes, no, never seen it. Uh, can I do a humit roll to see if she's bullshitting me? You may. Hell yeah. That's an 18 on an 80. Okay, you can tell that she's telling the truth, and you can also tell that uh, that she is very annoyed about about being forced to talk to another human being. Well, do you have someone who would um know a little bit more about this? Me and my friend here, we found this, and we were told that y'all would be the best people to talk to in town. She says, uh... Yeah, well, that person would be me, and I've never fucking seen it before. I'm going to come up to her and be like, hey there, hot mama, skip back with that. You know that there Abigail White? You dig? Jesus, fuck. I am most definitely scatting at her. I'm scatting at me. She looks at you, she looks at Billy Bones, and she just looks so tired. You have to remember, Billy Bones is 65 years old and so out of touch with reality. Yeah. And and she says, uh, eh, you two sure do ask a lot of questions, huh? Yeah, we really do. Billy is an old man. Billy don't know nothing about the new world. Got to ask questions after day. We're just inquisitive, that's all. My, old, my friend over here doesn't know too much. 
And she rolls her eyes and she says, it's cute that you think I can't tell your cops. <laughs> yeah, you right about that. So, uh, frankly, man, we weren't trying to hide it. First off, fuck the feds. <laughs> I'm first off, can I sell that to her? Like my genuine disdain for feds, even though I'm a retired fed. Uh, yeah, go ahead. You can make a make a persuade roll if you so desire. Wait, I will definitely do that because I want to know. We do swagger and like cops. No, we swagger like cops, but I def. Oh, dude, I got a seventy from a persuade. Hell yeah. Ah, that's a 70 on the dot from a persuade. Oh, that's a, that's a success. Is that a crit success? It is actually a success. Yep. I'm, I'm really leaning into her. I'm going to know. Yeah, I may be working, but I disdain. I have such utter disdain for feds. Okay, she believes you, but she's going to interpret this as a, the way most local cops have disdain for feds, and she is not any more positively disposed towards you. I respect that. That's that's self defensive and anything. As he's saying that, I would like pull my jacket vest to the side and show my badge that's on there and be like, "Man, she just dude it on me. She ain't gonna fuck that. She don't give a fuck." Say, well, ma'am, we're just trying to figure out what happened with these murders here. Is all, and we were told you might be the best place to come. You guys have a warrant? No, but we can sure as hell get one. Whoa, 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 whoa. You go do that, buddy. I'm going to defuse and say, look, we don't want to have a warrant because we don't really feel like we need one because I, I, we don't want to push you. We want to be here with you. We just genuinely want to know what's happening. We've been brought in to only solve a problem that we feel like we can solve. We have nothing against you or your compatriots. It's merely that she goes missing and several other people go missing. She shows up, well, in a bad kind of way. All we want to do is try to fix what's at hand. Please help us help you help us. That's it. Yeah, sure thing, buddy. You don't have a warrant. Are you here to buy anything? I'm going to sign. I'm going to look and say, you know, it'd be really easy to spin these murders on some Antifa folk that were in this town really trying to um, drum up something for their support. I'd really, really hate to have to get a warrant for that. So why don't you tell us what you know, and we'll just leave you, leave you alone. I'm going to look at her and give her the most empathetic look, but look back at him and kind of nod. Hmm. Why don't you make a persuade roll, Fletcher? Hell yeah. Oh, shit, that's a three. All right. Yeah, that's a three. Okay, so with that success... uh, It is a 60. Hell yeah. Okay, with that success, you can tell that uh, you you say this, and she looks a little bit shook. Oh shit! But uh, but she sort of like steals her courage in place and looks you in the eyes and says, "Uh, I think you two need to leave." I'm gonna say that and be like, you know what? Maybe we should. I'm gonna take my card out, which is my jitterbug self, my jitterbug cell phone. And I'm gonna say, look, in all genuine earnestness. I'm not here to bully. I just genuinely want to help y'all. If you feel like you know anything or you get inspired to help us help you, reach me at this number. I'm going to hand it to her. As you're saying that and as she says that, I'm going to look at you and say, Dan, William, can you um give me kind of some um backstory to this? What exactly does the Patriot Act do for us as federal agents? I'm looking at her, especially against powers that might be working against our government. 
I'm going to look at him and then kind of like pick him with his and say, well, well, hell, Patriot Act just basically gives us the power to do whatever the fuck we want to do. Oh, shit. I do like that. Makes it a lot easier with people who aren't being very uh, forthcoming with information. No, I'd hate to play that card. But if you're going to force me, I will. Okay, she, uh, yeah, she is uh, looking uh, very, very nervous by this point. But she, uh, yeah, she meets your eyes and says, uh, I have nothing to say. I need you to leave the premises. I'm going to lean back in and say, look, I'm not really here with this. Just please reach out to me. I promise. I'm not with him. I'm going to take out a car with my burner cell phone number. I'm going to tap it on the desk and say, if you have a change in consciousness, which I really, really hope you do, call this number and tell me. If not, maybe 48 hours, something will happen. I don't really know. I will walk out the door. I'm going to hang back and look at her and give her like my two hands together, clasped in a prayer motion, kind of bow and say, I'm sorry, this ain't me, I promise. Like, canonically <laughs> speaking, can I say that um, he says 28 hours or something? It's good time. Wait, what was that? So, Fletcher said, if not 48 hours, something will happen. And at that point... Uh, I mean, you're not Billy, technically there, so... I'm not there. No, no you were with there in Caliban to go talk to the no, preacher. Yeah, no, we split off. Yep, yeah, we split up. It's me and other Billy. Yeah, Billy Bones! Yep. Does your mom cut that out? Just kidding. Alright, with that, I will uh, go on over to YouTube. Who are going to uh, take a peek at the church? The yeah, elves cooperating. I'm going to take a rip it, don't it. I got to say, I, I, Alice, desperately wanted to go see the anarchists, but Caliban is just zeroed in on the church. Like, he, he looked at the quote unquote satanic rituals and wrote off the anarchists. Okay, so, uh, you two are going to head a ways north of town. At the north of town and a ways down the highway is another is one of those spots where a gravel driveway peels off into the woods. And beside it is a church sign that identifies this as the way to uh, as the way to get to the Mount Zion Pentecostal Church and identifies uh, the 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 presiding minister as a uh, Reverend Cadwallader McCool. Sorry, say that again. North of town. No, I, I, I'm sorry. I heard that. I just didn't get the, the name. Uh, it is uh, presided over by a Reverend Cadwallader McCool. And uh, below that, it lists uh, three upcoming sermons. And, uh, they, and uh, they are uh, messengers from God preparing the way and a better world is coming. I'm going to look at uh, Billy Montgomery and go, yeah, we're in the place. We're in the right place. Yeah, it looks like it. I'm going to turn down the road and head towards the church. Okay, and, uh, the uh, road spits you out into this uh, fair, green, beautifully manicured field with, uh, with a big white church building in the middle of it. And there's a shell parking lot with a couple of cars parked in it. And uh, sure enough, you have arrived at the... Uh, Mount Zion Pentecostal Church. I'm parking the the spot closest to the closest to the the congregation doors. 
foot in the park and get out and start walking. Uh, I'm gonna follow. All right. The uh, you walk up onto the uh, onto the fucking front porch and the uh, congregation doors are shut. Like like locked shut. Yeah. But there um, if I look around, lights on inside. Actually, yeah, that's a good first question. Do what now? Lights on inside. Yeah, there are lights on inside. If I look around the side of the building, can I see any sort of like a sacristy doors or anything like that? Uh, yeah, there's a uh, there's a, a side door around to the right. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm walk down to that one and, and go and knock on, or try it, I guess. Okay, you try it, and uh, it opens and opens up into a foyer front office type area. I'm <sighs> knocking. Are you? Wait, where are you? Front door. I'm knocking. Okay. So you, Billy Montgomery, can hear someone knocking on the door from across the building. <laughs> and, uh, but you just barge into this uh, office side entrance where there is a, a secretary desk with a woman seated behind it. And uh, the woman looks to be about 40. And uh, you notice right off two things about her. One, she is extremely pregnant. And two, she looks uh, she looks rather weak and sickly, as though she doesn't get out into the sun enough. And uh, she sees you walk in, and she sort of jumps a little and goes, Oh, oh you surprised me there, sir. Um, can I help you? I, I'm still knocking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I flash my um my FBI credentials to say uh Agent Lincoln ma'am um we're uh, we're here to talk to the uh talk to the pastor is he around I say we and I look out I, I, I sort of like glance back out the door I'm like hold on a second shit and I like lean out the door and I call the Caliban and what do you call I'm like hey we're over here okay uh I'm going to follow I was so hoping it was going to be, hey, wizard. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, I lean out of the door and call to Caliban. And I, I, I turn back and say, um, yes, ma'am, Agent Lincoln, Agent Caliban. Um, we don't know that name. Okay, I guess, uh, sorry, I'm, I, I guess I missed something. Uh, but, oh, no, you said that that was your stupid Delta Green name, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, but do do the rest of? Oh yeah, n never mind, never mind. I I'm 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 caught up. I'm caught up. Okay, so uh, this uh this lady pulls out a cell phone and uh punches a couple of keys on it and says uh, uh okay he should be in in a moment. Um, is there anything else? Is there anything I can help you with? Like um. As far as I know, there certainly aren't any crimes being committed here. I say, no, man, that's all right. We'll just wait for the pastor. Thank you. Are there any seats seats around in this area? Yeah, there are a couple of chairs. I just sit in one and just, just wait. Okay. Uh, is Has uh, Caliban I'm, made it in here? Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to... I'm going to... just going to be like, uh, we were shocked to hear about what happened to, and I, Alice, don't remember the victim's name, but Caliban definitely does. 
Abigail Wyatt. Yes. Uh, uh, we were we were shocked to hear about what happened to Miss Wyatt. Do you know any? Uh, do you know what? Can you tell me about her? Well, first, I need uh, both of you to make alertness checks. I'm decent at that. Ooh, that's a that's a rough one. Hey, 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 hey! No, bad. Hey, that's a sixty-six on a forty. Uh, yeah, it's a fail for me, but not a critical fail. Okay, so neither of you notice anything out of the ordinary, and uh, you, Caliban, take a look around and see that this place is that this place is so utterly normie core that you're not sure what why you're bothering to look into it. Because obviously these people would never do anything interesting, let alone unnatural. <laughs> and uh, in answer to your question, she says, uh, she says, uh, oh, yeah, poor Abigail. She's uh, Are you uh, one of our poor lost sheep. It was so sad what happened to her, but honestly, none of us were surprised. Why is that? Ooh, well, she hadn't been she hadn't been uh around here in a few Sundays. Uh, she'd kind of uh, fallen in with a bad crowd. What crowd is that? She uh looks kind of nervous. She looks like a little kid debating whether or not it's okay to say a bad word. And she leans across the desk and whispers, "The homosexuals." What? Whoa. I can't handle that. That's a lot to come back into. Um, I am going to uh, look her square in the eye and ask, uh, do dykes in this town usually kill people? Okay, she looks at you for a brief moment with this look of utter shock and terror on her face. And then she sort of collects herself and goes, uh, Oh, well, you know how those people can be. I mean, this is a quiet town. With stuff like, she says, uh, oh, you know, people who live outside of God's light. I mean, this town, this is a nice town. It's a quiet town where nothing like that happens around here. So uh, I've been praying about it. Um. Montgomery's sort of keeping, he's sort of keeping his little facts up, but he's sort of leaning forward a little bit intent. Uh, I'm going to ask, uh, uh, are there any of those degenerates in particular that you can think of who might have done this? <clears throat> she goes, uh, oh, well, well, I would look into, uh, I'd take me a look at them devil worshippers that hang out over by the high school. Because, you know, my nephew, he's a chief of the city police. He says that they found some devil worshipping shrines out there where people had disappeared. And you also might want to take a look at them goddamn communists downtown. At this point, Montgomery leans forward a little bit. He says, can you tell me... uh?" Can give me some names that I should talk to, or otherwise an address about this uh, devil worshiping. Oh uh, well, uh, any name will do. Was a well, I don't know any of their names on account of I don't associate with them people. But 
if I was you, I would go uh, take a look at the at the community theater downtown because I think a bunch of them is involved with it. Uh, uh, Handler, how many? Uh, I half joking said thirty earlier, but how big is this town population wise? Uh, about two thousand. Okay. And as y'all are waiting, the uh, door behind the uh, little secretary area opens. And uh, out walks a man who appears to be about 50, who is uh, tall and broad, wearing a cheap suit, and with a long, shaggy head of gray hair. And uh, he looks y'all over and says, uh, so, y'all from the government? Uh, I'm going to look directly at Billy and go, yes. And he says... uh, Like, like it's, it's mostly a statement, but it's like... 10 15 percent a question <laughs> Bill, billy billy silently flashes a badge while uh, caliban says that uh i see him do that and i pull mine out too except it's upside down <laughs> <laughs> okay he nods and he says uh he says uh, well i bid you welcome to our little town but i understand it's not under the best of circumstances i'd be the right reverend cadwallader mccool and that'd be my my lovely wife, Miss Cadence. I reckon y'all probably here to uh, ask us about that uh, Abigail girl went missing. You'd be right. Well, what would you like to know? Uh, Miss Cadence was just telling us how uh, she doesn't have any thoughts about any individuals in particular who might have killed her. Just pointed us broadly at the homosexuals. Uh yeah, so she mentioned how Miss Abigail had fell in. She mentioned how Miss Abigail had fell in with a bad crowd. Then, uh, she did. Is there any further specificity you can shed? Any further light you can shed on that? Well, I don't know any of their names. I try not to uh, associate with such people if I can possibly avoid it. But uh, if I was you, I'd go uh, ask around the uh, theater downtown by the outlet mall. Uh, so we've heard. Uh, Reverend, if I might ask, why neglect such a, uh, why, why neglect a demographic so clearly in need of your work? Well, we do have, uh, people who go down that way to, uh, spread the word of the Lord, but I'm, uh, something of a homebody myself. I just, uh, try to keep the flock up here at the church. So less a fisher of men and more a trapper. Okay, you say this and um, make a human roll. That's a failure. Okay, he laughs and he says, uh, he says uh, well, that's a mighty funny way of looking at it, son. I am known to look at things rather funnily and my, uh, my hand quietly edges toward my hidden pistol. Can I do? I, can I tell that Caliban's doing that? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, I'm gonna grab Caliban. I'm just gonna not grab, but like just sort of put my hand on Caliban's shoulder and say, "Well, Reverend, I, I believe that's all we, uh, all the information we need from you for the moment." Um, I, I I'm just gonna give him my number real quick. Um, I'm gonna say, "Well, I, I, if anything comes up, if you see anything fishy, just uh, give us a call. Let us know. We appreciate it." Thank you, sir. And I sort of lightly Caliban out of the area. All right, he uh, 
Said, well, you boys take care of yourselves out there. And, uh, if I was you, I'd uh, go uh, on downtown and talk to uh, old chief of police, Mr. Marty McCool. He's my nephew. Yeah, he uh, would be the one who'd probably be looking into uh, these devil worshippers and what have you. He took our concerns much more seriously than that sheriff did. You know, Pastor, we really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, I call back over my shoulder as I'm being half-dragged out. Uh, what can you tell us about the disappearances prior to her? So, well, I'm afraid I wouldn't know much. Well, that can't be entirely true. One of them was your organ player. He stops dragging Caliban for half a second. Roll human again. Both of you can. All right. That is another failure. 56 on a 50. Let me see. Hold on a second. I rolled 70 flat. I'm not, I think my human is an 80, so that's a pass. Okay, for just the briefest moment to you, Mr. Billy Montgomery, this dude looks terrified. Oh, shit. But then that moment passes, and he said, uh, Oh, yes, Mr. Oberfell. Oh, it's a damn shame about him. We was uh, hoping I'm, I'm walking back to the Reverend. We was hoping that some uh, information would come up about him, but uh, uh, given what happened to poor Miss Abigail, we ain't holding out much hope now. I sort of, uh, I mean, I guess you can't, because I'll have it known that Billy Montgomery is still wearing his fucking sunglasses. So he squints his eyes a little bit, but you can't really tell where the shit, but he says, all right, well, I, I, I do appreciate it. Just give us a call if anything comes up. I certainly will, sir. It, it was really interesting. The police file that we were given uh, didn't have much of anything about Mr. Oberfell. Oh, well, Mr. Oberfell. What can you tell Oberfell us about? Mr. Oberfell was a quiet man who mostly kept to himself. I know that he, uh, he used to work uh, somewhere out west. I think he made aeroplanes before he uh, retired and moved here. I think it's, so, it's a shame because like, he's like given a complete note of finality to the whole interaction, but he's one hundred percent just standing there, like he's standing there, like they're still engaging <laughs> while while Caliban is is like continuing to pray. Like he he well expects this. And like and Billy Billy has said goodbye three times and is just standing there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He, he well expects Caliban to be doing this, and, and in fact, he yeah. enjoys it a little bit. There's Cal oh. Cal Caliban just has one more thing, and then he'll get out of your hair. Yep. <laughs> um. Uh. So. So I'm looking at. Oh crap! What did I? I had something. What was it? Fuck. What do I um, Ah yes. So when you were speaking earlier about how you just stay up here and try to keep the flock you have, that doesn't count the members of the flock who are most participatory in your services? Well, I'm not sure what you mean, sir. Mr. Oberfell was a quiet man who kept mostly to himself, but he was a valued member of our church. Not valued enough to know anything about him. Well, I try not to uh, pry into other folks' business. And as he says this, uh, Billy Montgomery, with your good, good human role, you can tell that this dude is lying. Yeah, I figured. I'm going to say, uh, well, that is, 
Uh, that speaks very highly of your character. Very, I've been to a lot of places, and I have never met a pastor who didn't pry before. You certainly are an oddity. He laughs a little bit, and he goes, uh, Well, sir, if you don't mind me saying, you seem like a, something of an oddity yourself. You don't appear to be dressed as a, one would expect an officer of the law to dress. You are very observant. So is there anything else I can help you boys with? Because I've got some work I need to get back to. Billy just stands there and just sort of, he just, he's still standing there with his hands on his hips, and he just sort of looks over at Caliban. Uh, I'm, I would like to, uh, can I remember the disappearance dates? Uh, yes. Alright. So I'm going to just from the start uh i'm gonna ask uh just uh one more question i think uh where were you the night of and i'm gonna list all the dates okay so all the dates would be uh the 28th of september the 15th of september the 2nd of september the 26th of august the 5th of August, and the 8th of July. And, uh... Yeah, I just list all the dates uh, without taking a breath. Don't let him jump in. I just... Where were you the night of? And all of those come out. <laughs> okay, he, uh... He sort of blinks in confusion for a moment. Well, I can't rightly tell you all of them off the top of my head, but I already gave a statement to that sheriff a while back, and, uh... He'd have all that information for you, and uh, I know he's an honorary sort, but I think you might be able to convince him to give it to you. So you're saying that you recognize all of those dates as ones that you've spoken about with the police recently? Well, no, sir. I did not recognize those dates. I just uh, made the logical assumption that they must have been uh, significant in that way, because... That's what you said you were here to talk to me about. Yeah, Billy's there Billy is... standing there with his hands on his head. He's just waiting. He's still at the door. Um, I would like to... Uh, 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 I, I start to turn to leave. and Oh, I uh, there is another thing, actually. And I turn to... Uh, I can't remember her name. Cadence? Yes, I turn to Cadence and I ask if I may borrow a uh, pen and paper. Says, "Oh, uh, yes, of course." And she uh, hands you a pen and a pen and a uh, notepad with the church's letterhead on it. And I am going to very quickly draw the sign that was found. Uh, the complete sign, not the, uh, not the incomplete one from the forest or wherever it was. And I'm going to turn it around and say, do you recognize this? No, sir. I've never seen that before in my life. Uh, can I roll humans? I'll allow it. Uh, that's a 35 on a 50. That's a 96 on something that's less than a 96. What? Okay, so Caliban, yeah, you uh, know that he is not being entirely honest with you. Uh, how not entirely? Uh, you can tell that... Hmm, what was your roll again? 35 on a 50. 
yeah, you can tell that uh, not only has he seen this before, but he knows that it is something special for you to have just drawn the, the complete sign. I'm going to look at him, and I'm going to lower the, uh, the notebook to my side, and I'm going to step toward him, making very intense eye contact. I'm going to lower my voice, and I say, Lies in your house of God? Sir, I do not appreciate the tone that you were taken with me, and if uh, your business here is complete, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave. I'll say, yes, sir, we were, we, we were just leaving. At this point, I, like, forcibly grab Caliban and he's right back. <laughs> She's like, lies, lies. I will not be silenced as he's being dragged out of the building. No, no, I'm, I'm just dead silent. I'm letting myself be dragged, but maintaining the eye contact. And as I'm sort of doing this, I'm just sort of whispering to Caliban, don't worry, man, another fight, another day. Not your monkey, not your circus, homeboy. Uh, and as soon as we're out of the door and the line of sight is broken, I just break out, break out into this big old smile. Well, as y'all are leaving, make another alertness roll. Five. Seven on a 40. 29 on a something that's more than a 29. On a uh, 70. Okay, both of you, as you're walking out, notice that this place smells funny. Like how funny? And, uh... It smells like the words that come to mind are like human beings and the smells of life. And uh, you recognize as you're leaving that for some reason this church smells a lot like a gym. Huh. Like all sweaty and gross and shit. I'm having trouble connecting to your device. Oh shit, they're having trouble connecting to your device, man. That's what you smell inside that church. Yeah, man, let's try to connect to my fucking speaker. Uh, I very much still have the notepad and pen, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think Montgomery is pretty much done with that one now. Um, I would like to, uh, uh, Montgomery, do you have, what sort of stuff do you keep in your car? In my car, if you open the glove box and open the center console, you'll find absolutely jack fuck. You might find some like little trees air fresheners, but like nothing else. Uh, what about the trunk? Anything? Trunk shit. It's a it's a truck. It's like a little pickup, like a little bit of Japanese pickup. So it's a factory Nissan D. Okay. Um. So what I'm gonna do is I am going to ah. Uh, Go back around to the front door and, uh, Handler, this pen is probably just a cheap ass, the tube pen, yeah? Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to pull the ink, uh, cartridge out of it and, uh, and I'm going to pull the tip off of the ink cartridge and I'm going to use that to draw the sign on their on big on the front of the door. But this time it's not the full sign. It's the sign specifically missing the bits that were torn off uh, at the crime scene. All right. Hope this will probably come back to us later. And then I'm getting and then I'm gonna uh 
I'm going to put the pen down, uh, put all the pieces of the pen down in front of the door and, uh, and underneath the pen, I'm going to put the, uh, the notepad minus the sheet that I drew the sign on the first time. All right. This okay. impulse lives on from Freitas. Excellent. Okay, I can do something with that. But uh, uh, and then I'm gonna get back in the car. Yes, back in the truck. Hey, handler, do you mind if we call it with that one? No, I think we can call it with that. All right. Yeah, it's a quarter <laughs> after one. It is. Yeah, it is getting quite late. <laughs> okay, We're so we will. Quarter after two for y'all. Okay, so we will uh mm-hmm. pick this back up next time. At the house of the mysterious Mr. Oberfell. As uh, y'all are driving away from the church that that, uh, your friend the wizard Caliban has just uh, defaced and left evidence at. Christ. I just I just like silently hold some like like low bones fist bump out at uh, Caliban. Yep. Put it in perspective, (laughs) me and Malin have absolutely no idea what happened at the church. Because we were outside the whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Y'all don't know nothing about that. We don't know shit. Just the way I like it. All right. Um, I I would like to uh, specify that I do, uh, you know, do a quick, quickly wipe down uh, the pen and notepad, you know, just get fingerprints off it so that. Uh, the Reverend knows for damn sure who who this is from, but cannot physically yeah. connect it to me. As uh, all right, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, Montgomery takes takes the shit from Caliban and also wipes it with his shirt. <laughs> DNA and fingerprints are circumstantial at best, anyways. <laughs> okay, so now the shit has been double wiped down. Yep. Ain't nobody shit on it. It's a ghost. <laughs> All right. And with that, we can pick it up next time. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Until next time. I'm very excited to hear the audio for this one. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be fucking a good one. Yep, I, I can am turn it so into something. excited for Tumblr to... I'm so excited to see Tumblr react to you just fucking posting a podcast out of nowhere. You sort of hinted it at one point last week, but like there's been no <laughs> announcement. You're just blind dropping this. Yeah. You just throw it in there. Hell yeah. I'll give it the old like and reblog. Hey everybody, it's Natalie, your humble dungeon mom, coming in at the end here on account of when we was signing off, I had meant to say Huge thanks to Jigdul Milestone for the use of our theme song, A Bottle of the Best, off of their album, The Adventures of Dulcimer Girl and Captain Tin Whistle. But I forgot to, on account I was on drugs, so I'm doing that now. So make sure and check them out on Spotify and whatnot. Hey, a bottle of the best, that's what it is, nay idle, just no Mickey Finn, no Bath, Jim Gin, no Rocket Wine, that tastes like them, have no fear, it's not like beer, malt whiskey's bright and strong and clear, it's also bloody dear, but what the hell, and it belts you in the belly like a heavyweight lock jelly, a glow begins to grow, six in a row turns you to jelly.
Then you've fallen in a heap and you dream perchance to sleep when you've broken out a bottle of the best. Aye, you've broken out a bottle of the best. You just hate us because you ain't us. <laughs>